Okay, because I can edit shit out. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Psych Ward Podcast. This is episode number 99, even though I've recorded episode number 99 like eight times and deleted them hoes. But we are joined today by my best friend. Welcome back to the mic, Alexander Parker. Hey, what's up? What's good? Good to be back. All right, so... As per usual, we've done icebreakers. What we're gonna first talk about is how Alex has been. What's your, how, how's 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 it been going, Alex? How have you been dealing with the current state of the world? And by that, I don't mean anything specifically. I know the world's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, like I've I've been okay. You know, a lot of things have been happening. Um, have really been working on the podcast too much because of personal things have been coming. You know, happening. Felt. Uh, but I'm gonna be engaged. Well, I'm going to be married. Excuse me. <laughs> married. <laughs> so, next steps. Just moved to a new place. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been okay. Just, like, a lot of lot of new things going on. That's good. I can only say, with that, what are you going to... I don't remember asking specifically, but, like, I know you told me, like, the place you're throwing the wedding is, like, at a traditional hall. But like, where is it? Is it is going to be in the United States? Or yeah. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I was I was almost thinking because I know you said you guys were going to do more than one type of wedding. So I was like, are they going to go out of the country? Uh, that's out of our price range. They <laughs> <laughs> said, sadly, we will not go back to the motherland. But keep it in the states. Funny enough, speaking of the motherland, we're going to be talking about the good old fucking cherry on top that is American history briefly because on today's podcast we're not only going to be talking about exploitation we're also going to be talking about specifically class worker exploitation migrant exploitation and the rich history of it and pattern of it you can see in America and when I talk about this I'm not specifically talking about like America as an entity does this but this this is actually a very good textbook example of how there are different parts of the American government by extension that do things, even unbeknownst to certain other powers. Like for this story that I'm about to tell you, the president who was Grover Cleveland at the time had no idea what was happening. Would have stopped it if it was happening. And it was an incredibly terrible travesty that till today, you've probably taken a cruise to there. So welcome to Hawaii. Mm. So this originally starts out. I so actually, is that like 18? Oh, wait, you're about to. No, I actually keep 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 going because that's one thing. I got all these dates on here, but I, I don't have the official date for when they slammed down. Yeah, it sounds like early 1800s. It, it was early 1800s because when they implemented the Puppet King and all that, that was in like the 1850s. So just to fact check myself here, when, when did missionaries hit Hawaii? Oh, dude, 1820. 1820. Yeah, so... And this is after 164 days at sea. It was the first Christian missionaries hit Kalua Kona. And the way this goes is that, obviously, you know, Christian missionaries like to go to foreign lands, go to different places and try and spread the gospel and spread the word of God and have these people live a more enlightened life. These missionaries were doing that until they realized that they weren't making any money off of it. God wasn't paying their bills and wasn't keeping them fed. So they looked around Hawaii and they thought these people don't have gold, they don't have oil, they don't have jewels, they don't got shit. They got land. And on that land, guess what they had? Sugarcane. Also pineapples, but yeah, sugarcane. So this began not only because 
this could stem off to a whole side topic because there's a sugar monopoly in America. Like, real shit. Like, the people, the farmers that are the ones that get sugar have had a monopoly on it in America up until they dropped off, like, tariffs for other countries, like Jamaica and shit. But around these this time in, like, the 1820s, it was basically any country that was sending sugar to America through an import had to pay, like, super high taxes. And that's how the Americans that lived in America could keep a monopoly. Because it's like, we don't have to pay taxes to sell our stuff. So we're, we can undercut the market, and we're always making the most. What these missionaries did, and this is what makes them differ outside of the bounds that we're talking about. <clears throat> these missionaries went to Hawaii, and slowly but surely, over the course of probably like 50 to 60 years, changed not only the landscape, but also changed the general makeup of the Hawaiian Islands. So, we'll move on. So realistically, what they did was after implementing like the, it's the same thing that happened with the Native Americans. When they came to Hawaii, the Hawaiians were a sovereign kingdom ruled by like either groups of elders or different appointed tribal kings. One of the first things they did after like not only disposing them of their lands and starting to implement shit like land deeds and shit, because you know you most native societies in like less developed cultures still follow the rule of like they're either migrants or the bountiful land is for everybody. Cause you know, they're, they're, they're an Island. They're everybody there knows each other. This is for us. This is our home. Right. Westerners implement these things like land deeds. And so the way the land deeds work were, was that in a civilized world, if your signature is on that land deed, you don't, you don't own it anymore. If somebody, if you were the person that sold it and you're on the seller's agreement, you don't own it anymore. And if you don't have a concept as to what that is or to what type of agreement you're signing for, whether through coercion or whether through outright force, the missionaries did this. And they slowly took piece by piece various different types of land and they put the workers to work. And this is just like, because this follows back on any time in America, like sharecroppers when it came to like black farmers. The thing that always bodied us and what bodied everybody that thinks about the 40 acres and a mule thing. And it's the same thing that happened to the Hawaiians because it's it's not an American playbook. It's a playbook of how the rich and powerful exploit the people that work for them to make more money. This It's not specific to America. Like this is something that's as old as time. Continuing on. The way it basically works is that with the 40 acres and the mule thing, I know you heard about that, right? Right, of course. Yeah. You know, we black. <laughs> we black, bro. We all know where our mule is. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I believe that that was like, when did the Emancipation Proclamation happen? Damn, was that in the... Nah, Emancipation, was that the 17 or 18s? Was that the 1800s? 1800s, yeah. After... Damn, y'all was fucking Hawaii over at the same time. It's not... (laughs) Good old boys. But anyway, so during the times of like where the term sharecropping came from was that, yeah, you have 40 acres and you have a mule. Now, you are somebody that's lived on a farm since slavery days. You don't know shit else. You don't know how to do anything else. You're not capable of anything else. That's like when they told like the old coal miners of the Virginia mines to learn how to fucking code. The coding jobs are the buzz right now. You just got to learn how to code 60-year-old man that's been swinging a pickaxe for 45 years. Yeah, that's not like... This not happening. Yeah. This is what he is. This is the niche he yeah. feels in our human society. Yeah, almost like how factory workers, like when factories were, um, or I guess rather like when farmers 
when there was a shift from farming to fast food working, yeah. like some of the farmers couldn't like keep up. Yeah, keep up with that's the work. Yeah. That's also a big reason most like modern day slavery died out because it's way more efficient to just have a fucking machine and have somebody pay somebody like a skewed wage to fix that machine than actually have a whole person doing it. Right. But leading back with the sharecropping thing, the way this worked was that boom, you got your 40 acres. Boom, you got a mule. Do you have a plow? How you going to till that land? Do yeah. not. Yeah. Do you also, have the seeds? You need, yeah, I was going to say, you also need seeds. Oh, wait. Do you have the fertilizer? Damn. Damn. Do you, do you have the manpower? <laughs> oh, excuse that. Pokemon. No, you're good. But do you have the manpower? That's how they yeah. did it. That's what they did to black people. And that, that that's what happened to the 40 acres and the mule. So it ended in, I have to rent my equipment from you. I have to go into debt to be able to make money to pay you. And the same way this happened in Hawaii, it happened in the Amazon, it happened in... Australia? It happened in Australia, but I'm trying to remember a very specific place. I got a world map. And because this is a podcast, I've also realized it's not bad to just fucking get up and go look at something. Your audience... Audience retention yeah. actually goes up when you do that. And for y'all those, are hearing me talk about this now, so don't click off the video. For those who are listening, he's standing up and pointing to his map. <laughs> they, know, they know what's going on. <laughs> okay, so South America. We know about the Amazon rainforest. Colombia, there we go. That's what it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. Colombia. That cocaine leaf. Mm-hmm. That's specifically one of the things we went down there for. And people like to talk about how like there was so much rampant crime and shit in it, but it's like wherever we go, just like with... I'll lead back to Hawaii eventually, but there's a grand scheme for this. It's not just rambling, I swear. The like the way this goes is the US playbook. And this is US playbook. Other mm-hmm. other nations probably do it. It's probably just, you know, some civilization world building type deal. Because that's just how life works. But sure. you go in, you install either a puppet democracy or a dictator. You give them the illusion of choice, or you implement an individual the people ain't gonna like either way, but he's gonna listen to you. And that's what they did. They broke down the sovereign kingdoms. There were no more tribe of elders, council of elders, various kings to weigh in on stuff. There was one appointed king. And I'm actually, I'm not going to lie. Like most of the stuff I looked up, I didn't get his name. Because I have uh, the person that succeeded his name, the queen. Because she was very important in Hawaiian society. Wait. Yeah, wasn't there a king called Kamehameha? Yeah. That's further back, though. Oh, it's early. <laughs> King Kamahamaha wouldn't have gave up the fucking... He wouldn't have gave it up to these folks. <laughs> Long past with the days of Kamahamaha. But, okay, so, moving back over. The way this worked is the same way with sharecropping. These workers would be forced into this, because this is the life they've always known. They're just like, bro, I could always go get a pineapple and just eat it randomly. What you mean I have to pay you? They implemented Western traditions, Western civilization, Western values, and the biggest thing, Western systems of work and governance. That's what they did. That's what the whole theme of the podcast realistically is, but it's broke down. But that, that's the thing. Realistically, this is what not only a powerful nation would do, but Europe's old. Europe's old and defined, and that's why Europe, even to this day, is split into so many countries. They slice, they slice their chunk out. It's not easy anymore to just kick a country shit in and take it. You know, unless you're Russia. Right. But. <laughs> <laughs> and also now with the UN and we have like. I mean, it's, it's become like someone made an argument that uh, I think Vosh, the uh, political commentator and YouTuber mm-hmm. Vosh, he mentioned how like 
nowadays it's more expensive to start a war like nation versus nation because yes like the, the big thing is like trade like everybody yeah, wants to trade that, everybody that's wants what it was. To, there's, there's a global economy yeah i agree and if that. you're like this warring force then people aren't gonna trade with you any like there's people that are gonna pull out and say oh no i'm not gonna trade trade with you yep. anymore i'm not gonna share my resources with you anymore see and so it's risky to have to be in war to do war that's the thing about the russia ukraine situation is that nato can't do anything like everything they've done has only been like symbolic at best obviously sending weapons and shit that's a whole different ball game but right. yeah. once again this is i'm not going to i'm not here to talk about the war the war's been going on too long there's too much info out i'm not here to educate people on that shit no more because it's become way more than it fucking was like two things i'll say on that russia has a playbook Soviets have a playbook, and I say Soviets because their leader is a Soviet. Vladimir Putin is a Soviet. He is a ex-Soviet, and he wants to restore the Russian Federation. He wants to restore Russia and the motherland to his former glory. That is words from his mouth. So, that is that. But, secondly, anytime large amounts of weapons get sent over during conflicts, that shit don't get used. Because, one, just like how in real life niggas money launder, War is money laundering. War is, we sent them $5 million worth of Kalashnikovs. Do we even have that many Kalashnikovs? Fuck no. It's easy to hide numbers when you're funneling war. How many how many bullets did we spend yesterday? It was only 2 million, but say 8. How are we going to check that? Nobody's going to check that battlefield. Nobody checks mm-hmm. battlefields for how many bullets they actually spent to match up with fucking yeah, shot fair, reports. Fair, Don't get me wrong, yeah. I, I know military does that because they keep a detailed account of most ammunition. But in a real war, it's like, nigga, we need more ammo. We, we can't make it back to the supply dump. They bombed it. So yeah. in these situations, like it's always when it comes down to world building, like you said, it's too costly for a government to do that shit anymore. Like if Russia got its weight and was able to just go into Ukraine, they'd have kicked our shit in. Ukraine did not have the firepower. They did not have the backing. They did not. They weren't ready. It wasn't like they were just waiting for Russia since olden days. No, like Russia preemptively showed them what they were going to do. And then they did it. The only thing that kept Ukraine alive was the world's fucking support. But that's how it works. It's shadow wars, guerrilla warfare, arming dictatorships, installing puppet kings. That's exactly how it goes down. And I'm going to use the puppet king point to try and spiral back into the plight of how this actually went down. So the real reason the missionaries did this in Hawaii wasn't on, you know, the typical colonialism, even though it's obviously colonialism, but these were people that were already from the, like, this was exploitation. So what they did was they, in 1976, the U.S. was able to make a deal with it was considered like a people's republic or its own federation. It was still considered separate from the United States. It was still just like the kingdom of Hawaii. With their puppet, not dictator, with their puppet king, what they did was have him make deals and slowly concede large portions of Hawaiian society and culture. And that was after overthrowing the councils of like tribal elders. So like they're forcing him to do it. Even at one point, like I believe... Which one was it specifically as I looked at this list? Yeah. In 1876, that's when they started, like, they got him to allow 
I'm going to put it in proper words. They leveraged the land of the Native Hawaiians to the U.S. government in order to get lower taxes. The Native Hawaiians who aren't making money off that land, who aren't getting anything from it anymore, because once it's gone, it's not theirs anymore. And it was everybody's at first. So now, stuff that's been around for generations in their society is gone and it's owned by somebody that charges you to be there. Now, that extends to 1876, where lawyers and American farmers forced a new constitution into place. And this is where this is where shit actually spirals, like to a degree of like they start to lose identity because they had, they, they forced the, the king. Like, even though he was a puppet king, he was still a, he was still a Hawaiian. He was still a Hawaiian. He was a natural born Hawaiian. He didn't want to sign it. They forced him at gunpoint to sign that constitution. That, that was the severity of it. And like it also well, was it the U.S. Army or like was it who who had him at gunpoint? I believe the proper way to say it would be the people that had started to gain land traction and stakes in that area, like, and the missionaries. Like, the people that came in and it was just like, here's the land deed. The people that over time had started to pick up traction from that and had vested interest in keeping that community for now non-native-born Hawaiians. Those people. The people that were like the high-end people from the missionary. Lawyers, the people they brought in, businessmen, that's the people they were fighting against. They weren't right. formally fighting against the U.S. government, not right. formally, right. but they're fighting against U.S. citizens with the backing of the United States. Like There is a key difference between that. It's not like right. you, you shoot one of them, a battleship's not going to pull up like it's One Piece or something. Sure. But if you shoot one of them, you will be subject to an investigation of an American dying in that way. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So, as it goes on, they implemented, still in that same year of 1877, it was part of their constitution that only landowners, business owners, and officially farmers could vote and own, no vote, and take places of office. Crippled. And that's what people, that's what people, this is a call back to when they talk about like, Vote, voter registration stuff because they're right. just like because some people are like well how is having an ID discriminatory against black people and it's generations of people don't have proper documentation you know that right and that comes down to the whole like well it was their parents job so okay at what point was it not possible anymore like at what point is it so far gone that like there needs to be something in place to still recognize these people Cause like I'll say for instance, like I believe felons should still be able to vote. Like there should be discretion for it. Like obviously, bro, if you're like fucking Ted Bundy, no, yeah, your vote not. doesn't matter. Yeah. But but there's levels to that shit. Cause like our government is just like, hey boy, you were selling you know, a little bit of weed, you can't vote no more. Hmm. I think that's fucked. I, I think that's entirely fucked. And nonviolent crimes, you can't vote anymore. Nah, I don't think that's fair, and I think that's meant to disenfranchise people that don't have the money to get rid of it. Which is the situation we currently find ourselves in. Landowners, business owners, farmers, capitalists, people that own something, people that have put ownership on things that didn't have ownership, that have implemented a whole new style of life to people that didn't have that and are forcing them to integrate to that because this is how it is now. You got to keep up. And this is this is like the grand scheme I meant for the podcast, guys, about like capitalism. And when you say capitalism, a lot of people are like, what's wrong with, you know, market economy? What's wrong with 
if Alex decides to sell me a book for $5, what's wrong with me giving Alex $5 for that book? Now, and I have, I'm going to use this candy bar as an example. These two candy bars. I have a Avatar Aang Airblast popping candy bar, and I have a chocolate chip potato chip Sasha bar from Attack on Titan. Where'd you get these from, bro? <laughs> Hey, I want these. <laughs> I'm not going to hold you. I had more. Did, did you go to like a convention or something? Nah, um, th- this gas station near me had a bunch of them. And even I was like, yo, where'd these come from? And he was just like, my cousin had a store out in East Memphis and he closed down and I took all the stuff. And I was just like, give me anime themed <laughs> merchandise. I ate that shit up, bro. Capitalism. Yeah. They got me. Yeah. It's good. I never will I walk into a store and just be like, oh my God, I need this. Let me walk into a store and see like a fresh ass fucking Deku hoodie, bro. I spent my last on it. <laughs> just be like, damn, that's only $20? Damn, I don't get paid to tomorrow. I ain't got number $20 to tomorrow. They might not have that Deku hoodie. That junk clean. <laughs> but anyway, Avatar The Last Airbender Bar, Sasha Bar. So let's say I do this. I'm like, okay, Alex, you sold me this Airbender Bar. This Airbender bar is worth $5, right? All right. What Alex didn't know that I knew is that the Airbender bar is now out of circulation. Now, by holding value to this Airbender bar that had no value and Alex sold it to me, he, it was just a candy bar. He, he even sold it to me for a favor. He gave me a cheap-ass price for it. Now, by holding on to this... You benefit from it more now. You can get more money see, from that. That's not illegal, though. That's that's not the problem with capitalism. The problem with capitalism right. goes when I go, all right, let's snap this Avatar Aang bar in half. I'm not going to do this because this bitch is unsealed. <laughs> but I snap the Avatar Aang bar in half. I go to the next nigga. Here's a full-sized Avatar Aang bar for $10. And I sell him half the quality of the product that you originally sold to me. I'll even go as far as to say, like, let's say this this was your invention. This was your idea. You sold it to me. I gave you what you asked for because you don't know. I cut it in half. Cut it in quarters, nigga. Shipped it out across the country. Made ten times as much as you gave me. And now I'm going to make even more inferior Avatar Aang bars that don't taste nothing like the one you originally had. And that's why Rice Krispies are full of fucking sawdust. (laughs) (laughs) But the, the main issue... From capitalism, based on that example, is you can still you can cheat and still win. You can inflate market value. NFTs, I don't need to be an expert. A fucking scam. Yeah. They're a scam. Cause how does this th- this Sasha bar is is literally me going, Alex, where's your Sasha bar, bro? Damn, you don't got one? Tragic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these are all the rage, bro. Everybody's got Sasha bars. They're worth millions. And Alex is like, damn, can I give you like, what's, can I get like a portion of it? I, I'll sell you 10% of the Sasha bar for the full price of a fucking Sasha bar. Hmm. That's NFTs. And it's like, right. now that I've told you about how much my Sasha bar is worth, even though it's virtually worth ass, I've inflated the value of it. And as long as I get a bunch of niggas like you believing in that, I'm going to sell when it's high. You niggas are going to fight over the tenths. Y'all going to be trying to sell those tenths back to make your money back. I made my money the moment your ass bought that tenth off me. Yeah. No. Exactly. You can cheat and still win. Like you, the, you, you you don't pay the price for being exploitative. It's, it's just business. And that's what I hate about capitalism. I've been fucked over so many times in the, in the scheme of business, quotation marks. 
And that's what this was. It was business. They're just like, hey, man, what are you talking about? Like, we, you had to pay us for giving you the word of God somehow. We built that nice missionary church, gave you food. How are you going to pay us back? Just let's have this sugar land. And it escalates. They gave them an inch and they started taking miles. They welcomed them there. But at one point, I remember one of the original people there, the same shit that happened with, like, fucking Columbus. Some of the natives were just like, God, you are our God. We've never seen a man like you with such gilded anything. God. And it's just poison. And that's, yeah. that stems down. And now we'll get into a bigger part of it. And that was when the queen started to come into office. And that was around the time when the puppet king and her brother died. Again, I didn't get his name. They actually don't mention it a lot. And I think it was because he was a puppet king. And nobody mm. know, so nobody, right. They said yeah. history will not remove you. <laughs> but we have Queen uh, Lilo Kalani. I believe that that's correct. Because I believe it was like Lilo is a traditional Hawaiian name. Shout out Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> Ohana means family. <laughs> but anyway, bro. She succeeded her brother in 1891 and spent up until like 1894 fighting for the freedom of Hawaii and trying to change things back and implement better services. So as it went, they started to overthrow the kingdom when she got in. That's when people were like, damn, our puppet king's gone. They got an actual queen. Now what we going to do? We got to go and ramp it up. Like there are documents and stuff shown in like the constitution where they were showing like slow takeover and when she came in it was almost like they were just like nah bro turn it up turn it up we gotta push because they couldn't let them get organized and that gets us to these very specific three individuals and it this something that's a recurring theme on my podcast because you'll you will often hear me narrow it down to the specific individuals that caused these but there were plenty of people that carried out their actions and their words so it's not just them but these are the people that history remembers as the people that caused this. We have John L. Stevens, and he was the American prime minister. He was the he was the one he he was the minister. That he's he's one of the people that came with the church. Just remember that. You have Lauren Thurston, who was a former Hawaii official and landowner. Still native born Hawaiian, but okay. American. An American okay. born in Hawaii. Right. That's still they. They're, yeah. they're, they're still Americans born in Hawaii. They're not right. fucking Hawaiians. They're right. the colonizers. Yeah, not indigenous Hawaiian, but just. And then we have Henry E. Cooper, and I'm not gonna lie, his name, that Cooper part, because matter of fact, because it's been years since this shit happened. I actually don't have any legal binding to it. Fuck you, Officer Cooper. The fucking that's the officer that did yeah. that shit. Yeah, fuck yeah. that nigga, bro. <laughs> I hope you can't sleep at night and your wife cheat on you the way she did. We ain't gonna talk about how I know that though. Allegedly. Ooh. Moving on, Henry E. Cooper was the lawyer, and that that's a powerhouse right there. You got the religious minister, the former state official, and the lawyer. Mm. Them niggas started a fucking party in politics, bro. I think they get pretty damn far. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, all of them have power for sure, like political power. Yeah. So. Moving on, like I I think I told you about this. Like they call themselves the Committee for Safety, and that's another thing I like to call it fascist. Like when people do shit like that, I call it fascism. Because, like, excusing something when it comes to safety makes it super easy. Super easy to excuse some bullshit and brutality. Because they're just like, they were radicals. Like, do, have you do you have you have been watching The Boys? No, not really, no. Okay. I do want to catch up, though. 
We got a we got a there's a there's a superhero in it that's basically like fucking Blue Lives Matter superhero. His name's Blue Hawk. And Blue Yes, he's racist. Yes, like yes. White 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 all lives matter, super lives matter type racist. Okay. So to a certain extent, what Blue Hawk ends up doing is like getting into an argument with all the people, the black people that they they try to get them to apologize for brutalizing people in the neighborhood. And they're like, and he was like, he shouldn't have been aggressive. And they're like, you have superpowers. Then he starts arguing with them, hurts them, like pushes them. He has superpowers. He throws them in the walls and shit. Yeah. Later on the news, he was just like, it's just a shame that such a nice meeting had to get interrupted and broken up by Antifa thugs. When when you're when you're policing, when you're keeping the peace, when you're keeping safety, that's the easy way to squash dissent. That's the easy way. To, that's the automatic way they use to squash dissent. And that's fascist 101. That's fascism 101. Squash dissent. Make people scared to stand up for themselves, scared to talk about it. And that's what they did to these people. Because as it goes on, they had an American warship docked. This is, this is, this is around the time of 1893. Because the queen tries to announce a new constitution. And you know what happened. What happens whenever... You ever notice any of these other countries that we've talked about, like Honduras, Guatemala? Hey, you know, even, what was that? Iraq at one point? Whenever they try and make a monumental change that concerns currency, what happens? Niggas get invaded by us. Every time. Yeah. It, they either get invaded or for some reason it's just like our military is somehow now on go to fuck them up. That's what happened here. That American ship Docked, the minister himself called 163 Marines and sailors backed by artillery fire. It was not a battle. They officially bodied them, bullied the queen. She had no say so. <laughs> there wasn't a, if you, your men will stand down now and you will have limited governmental power. No, there was basically them walking in the room. Oh, this your constitution? Do something. 15 soldiers standing there. Yeah. Do something. I then leave. That's what I thought. And then they went on to do this. They also implemented, with her out of office, they brought in a native-born Hawaiian white man named Sanford Doyle. And this is around a time like where I was talking about earlier, how this rose back to how Grover Cleveland was actually friends with the queen. And he actually told her, he was like, if you were willing to forgive these people, like, we can get you your position as queen back. But that was a formality. She would have only been queen by title because legally speaking, there was nothing they could do against Sanford Doyle and the rest of Hawaii. And that was it. That was it. That's it. That 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 is literally it. That is the end for her. That is the end for the fight of Hawaiian freedom. Because now the government owns massive percentages of the land. And on top of that, out of 200,000 acres that were left in Hawaii and the islands, there's 100,000 left, and the native Hawaiians don't even have claim to it. So, once again, came in, assigned value to shit that wasn't yours, inflated that value to make money off people that think like you, and exploit the people that live there that don't think like you. And that is the grand scheme of what I'm trying to talk about about today. And that is the like it's it's just a general exploitation. It's like Europeans do it. Like the European world really does because they're just like they're savages. They don't know what's better. They think this fucking sparkly rock is a diamond. I mean, they they were the main ones that have done it. 
historically. I ain't gonna act like Africans were enslaving people, bro. But let's not act like on a world domineering scale, nobody what, but Europeans did. Not the shit. same way, yeah. I mean, sure. Like what? Gang Genghis and them then crossed the seas. They, they they took over that entire Eurasia ass continent. They didn't find the new world. They didn't conquer the new world. Right. They didn't dominate and destabilize countries when they had guns. Right. Like I'm I'm sorry, bro. Like. I can't go back in time and like, I guess we could go by like how long time was ruled, but in terms of like people governed and what the benefit that the governing class gets, the ruling class right now is the most powerful any ruling class has ever been. Most successful too. Like, it's a global, it's a, like, if you're anywhere on the top of that global like empire civilization chain, I'm not even gonna say your family's set, bro. I don't even think about it as family. Like you wouldn't. How, what? How could you fail? Outside of natural causes, you know, like that's what happens to people like the Rockefellers. They get heart disease and shit. <laughs> that's why one of them's had like nine heart. He's had like nine heart transplants. Yeah, bro, like ninety four, I think. Yeah, you still still around? Yeah, they need to definitely need to go and pull up on him. The the same Rockefeller that we learned in high school. No, not David Rockefeller. Hell I mean, no. That's, that's that nigga would be a vampire if he was around. I'd be scared of David Rockefeller. <laughs> Man said, the one we learned about in high school? Hell no. <laughs> Hold up, bro. Let me let me fact check that. When, when was David, when was bro even born? I mean, John Rockefeller, like John, what's it? I'm pretty sure it was David. Or is David Rockefeller just the one rappers be talking about? No, David Rockefeller was the banker. But John Rockefeller was the like Hell no. Nah. Yeah. John Rockefeller. Yeah, John Rockefeller was born in eighteen thirty nine and died in nineteen thirty seven and he was an American business magnate and philanthropist. So what that translates to is rich ass white dude. Said yeah, business a... magnate. <laughs> that... <laughs> I don't actually hear that a lot in the ma- in the modern world, bro. No. I don't hear that magnate word or magnet. But yeah, like he's what you think of when the name Robert Barron comes up. What is that exactly? Robert Wealthy Barron. and influential. See, all it means is a wealthy and influential person, especially in business, but I don't hear that word used anymore. Yeah. It's, I it's guess they just call him the rich word. now, don't they? Yeah. But technically, like Elon Musk and Bezos, they kind of fit the oh, they're Robert definitely, Barron. Yeah. Like, Tech. People that take over, they take over a business or area yeah. industry and they you know that's that's actually the perfect challenge way. yeah that's the perfect way to put it i'm not gonna hold you as a person that orders off amazon because i got i got i need weekly orders from amazon to make jelly bro like i gotta order like dozens of jars every week i need that shit mm-hmm. shipped in i ain't gonna hold you that 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 two day shipping be coming in clutch yeah. and i know it come at the price of a lot of niggas having a terrible day at work yeah. and that's i true. i i know it bro and i hate it I hate that by paying $16 a month, I know some nigga out there is working so much harder. <laughs> but capitalism is exploitation. That's why I'll tell everybody, like, draw the line where you want virtually and morally, but I don't like drawing the line over, like, certain shit. Like, when when they're just like, I'm not going to do the Chick-fil-A example because Chick-fil-A do be doing stupid fucked up shit. Like, Chick-fil-A because they still believe in like shock conversion therapy and all that for gay people and they yeah. fund it but I would still say like buying waffle fries from Chick-fil-A it's not going to change anything gay people work at Chick-fil-A 
is actually one of the nicest business environments you can actually work in, which is fucking nuts. Yeah, I've heard. And they have good, good, good uh, benefits. Customer service. Customer service, too. Yeah. They got good benefits. You work Chick-fil-A long enough, bro, you'll be all right. Pay for your school. Chick-fil-A, you know, that to own the Chick-fil-A uh, franchise is actually one of the most exclusive fucking things ever, bro. Like, they got a waiting list, and it's still, like, 200000 down versus, like, I think it was, like, your average franchise was, like, forty, forty to 50000 on a startup. Like, I could definitely be wrong on these numbers because these are numbers that change with time and shit, and I'm probably, like, thinking of something I just know from a while ago. But I think it's definitely, like, quarter million dollars to, like, try and do it. And even after that, like, the contract fee, because it's just, like, realty. When you, like, apply mm-hmm. to, like, open a franchise, you have to pay for it. You have to pay for the application. And that's when niggas just be like, yeah, $1,000 application fee. Or like mm. $3,000, $4,000, $5,000. It's like, you opening the business, you got it. Mm. And you might not get accepted. Yeah. And you're going to be on the waiting list. Because who don't want to open a Chick-fil-A? Boy, wherever you open a Chick-fil-A, that motherfucker making money. Yeah. They always have long lines. <laughs> <laughs> you, can open the Chick- bro, you can open a Chick-fil-A <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere and it will be, it'll be, it'll be the place popping in that area. I guarantee you. If they put a Chick-fil-A in Tunica, people will come from Hernando, Clarksdale, and probably DeSoto County. Because they stay in this yeah. part of DeSoto County. People would much rather hit that highway and go to Tunica than go down Goodman Road with DeSoto County Police and try and buy Chick-fil-A. Guaranteed. But you got to be on the waiting list for it. It's super exclusive. Chick-fil-A low-key inflate their value. But I'm not going to say inflate because Chick-fil-A business. Look, say... Once again, bro, say what you want. Capital exploitation is a part of life, and that's that leads me to like what I'm talking about now. It le- this stems off in the shit you don't even think about. You wouldn't think, oh, I went to Walmart and got me some eggs. Yeah, fucking Guatemalan teenagers got kidnapped from their family for those eggs. Am I exaggerating? No, because I'm gonna tell you about this story too. Same that's thing. A, oh yeah, we got we, we got the oh yeah, it was one hundred percent story confirmed. Then, then those kids got put into like DH, DHS and Child Protective Services and you got to see how much America really fucking cared. They didn't. Those kids were victims and they got literally sent to like other fucked up like child services places that were the equivalent of it. It's like, you're not on a farm getting sexually abused anymore. Welcome to just sexual abuse, buddy. Because our, our Child Protective Services ain't shit either. But that's not what we're talking about. What we're talking about Cause we we're pretty much done here with Hawaii. Y'all get the point. I'm assuming y'all get the point. Cause yeah, the thing is, the sad part about Hawaii is like it kind of continued as far as the like exportation. No, that's like what I meant was... when I said it was over for them. Like they, yeah, they they lost, bro. Yeah, like what everything they're well, doing now wait, is let me, let me a this, counter. Let me say it this way: like not like, I mean, not with the native Hawaiian, not with indigenous Hawaiians, but yeah. just like the people of Hawaii yes. now, like uh. People being exploited, like you have the uh, Portuguese immigrants, yeah, uh, Filipino immigrants, right, and uh, just like other immigrants working, I guess the same like sugarcane, and then them like all coming together and rising against the, I guess the wealthy. It's just the it's like, just the landowners. Like nineteen fifties, nineteen thirty, I think nineteen fifties, but I know in nineteen ninety three there was like a two thousand man march in the like Honolulu. Where, like, they were the native Hawaiians, and I think it was other people that were part of the sharecropper mm-hmm. group were protesting and saying, like, you need to restore our, like, former lands. Mm-hmm. You, we, we know that didn't end up well, though. Because that's just how it goes. But I'm gonna, 
spinoff, what we can talk about for the last of this. So the way this story ended is that Sanford Doyle basically told the Queen and all of Hawaii that Grover Cleveland won't restore shit. Yo, your title's gone, your land's gone, we did what we did and it's happened. Because what was they going to do? That would have been America fighting against an already, like, damn near sovereign state in its own borders. It would have, have been war or it would have been like, okay, we're just going to neutralize y'all. Since y'all want to act like slaves, Terry, we're just going to blow up that whole island. That's not a good logistical, that's not a, that's not a good decision either. So, ways this ends up. I mean, well, maybe, like, the president could have, like, well, you said that the president found out about it too late. It was too late. Because, like, then the president could have, like, stopped it. Like, some people there to investigate. He could have just been like, bro, yeah, remove the battleship from the fucking harbor. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. But he in the end, Grover Cleveland had to basically, the, the best he could do was refuse to accept Hawaii into the states. And that's why, like, in the 60s, Hawaii's got put into the states. 1960s, if you remember that. It's actually very recent in history. I think it's, like, less than officially 100 years they've been a part of America. Shit, it might be 100 now because we're in 2022. I be thinking about life like it's still 2010. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why, bro. But this goes on because there's countless other examples. I'm not going to go into as vivid detail as with Hawaii, but there is the Chiquita, Chiquita, Chiquita Banana Company. There's the Chiquita Banana Company and the resulting like complete devastation of like areas not only in the Dominican Republic, but also like Stretches of Brazil. Wait, and are, are they tied to Dole? Like yes, that? yes, they're the same entity. Same? Oh. Yeah, same okay. niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, that's another thing, bro. You think, you would think like, what a competitive market. All this shit owned by like five different companies at the top. Monopoly. They're, they're, con- they're, they're not officially my company. They're my mm-hmm. sister company. Right. I, nigga. You know, there's like a whole map that's, uh, that shows you, like, yep. the, the five companies are, like... AT&T know. owns so much, bro. And I don't know who I I don't know deeper than AT&T. Because AT&T is actually old, bro. AT&T super old. They were the people that were laying telephone poles when America was being built. So, like, AT&T is old. They supported the Nazis. They still sold... Like, they, they still... No, Coke supported the Nazis. They still sold Coke to the Nazis. But Damn. AT&T still, like... Did contracts in Germany that a lady exact? I, that was the, that was the thing I that was like the documentary I saw. That's what it confirmed, bro. It was like basically the exact same telegram wires they were used to send the Zimmerman note to Mexico. AT and T built them bitches to to show you how the perspective of business works in the world. Henry Ford had factories in Germany. Holocaust in the world. We're gonna send a factory over there. Congress, you good, Henry? You good? Flipping through money stacks. You good, Henry? Don't worry about it. We ain't even see nothing. Yeah. That's all that shit is. Because that's what the Banana Wars were. The Banana Wars were literally like a very similar tale, like all this other shit I'm talking about. It was quite literally, oh, we're in this new area, and I brought a Western world idea. It started off with a guy that was trying to like make his railroad business the best. But guess what he realized? Damn, man. All my work is eating the shit out of these bananas. Hmm. I think Americans would like bananas. And boom. That was it. They brought bananas to America as a commodity. Like they were some super exotic fruit and blew up a market for shit that wasn't needed. 
overinflated the value of something that to somebody else was normal. Right. That is what capitalism is. Capitalism at its essence is exploitation. I'm not talking about like free market and bartering. Like offering somebody something and choosing if it's equal or greater value for your trade, that's that's damn near human existence, bro. Like I highly doubt a nigga gonna trade you a whole deer for a basket of fruit. <laughs> he might trade you a whole deer for access to your garden, though. And just be like, oh yeah, I can just come here through the, through through you know the summer months and just pick. Oh yeah, you take whatever you want. Here, take half the deer, bro. I got you. That make most sense to me, at least in terms yeah. of this equivalent exchange. Or like bartering. Bartering. Yeah. Bartering was low-key how the world ran for the longest time. Yeah. But this happened in situations of this and governmental destabilization happened in Guatemala, Honduras, and Nicaragua. Yeah, I know America like had a goal of really taking advantage of South America. Oh yeah. And the Caribbean. Yep. Like it was like their goal to like It was it was also a border expansion. That was basically yeah. like we destabilized them, we won't have any threats. We will have no threats on our side of the continent. Right. Once again, from a world building perspective, you can't just sit back and just be like, "How cruel!" But from a humanity perspective, <laughs> this is beyond cruel, bro. It's war crimes. It's nothing but war crimes, actually. Like from from a perspective of humanity, America just commits war crimes. But then again, there's countries out here that are war crimes, like North Korea. The whole country is just a war crime. So, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. There's there's a slope for it, but going on. I mean, like, and then, like, the things that America has done led to, like, a lot of things we have today, a lot of issues, a lot of current issues, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, the whole thing about the drug trade in, in South America, like, that's, that's no accident. Nope. And that is tied to us. It's because we destabilized <laughs> the government. Yeah. So, anybody that actually can gain capital in South America, you know what they end up doing? Selling drugs. You know why? It's a lot of motherfucking money. You you gave the grounds for people like that to explode. You gave the grounds for exploitative people that want to traffic drugs to explode because it's illegitimate business. It takes somebody strong with power to do it. I'm going to say strong because they'll put anybody down and gets in the way. That's the only reason I'll say strong. But brutal. That's the better way to put it. Brutal. It takes a brutal person to run a drug business. And you open the grounds for that. There are people that have nothing. Like, like in places like Brazil where they have, like... They, they did it with Pablo Escobar, but it's, it's a common thing, and, like, especially the Latin American countries, but really Brazil, they have this, they have spotters. Like, literally children. They'll just be sitting on top of a fucking slum building and watch. That's their job, to watch. They're a part of the criminal organization, but no more than just eyes. They're that kid that makes the phone call or does the whistle or tells them, yo, like eight black cars just drove down two miles away. Eight and eight black cars don't drive down this road ever. So clearly this is fed. So we need to move. But that's what I'm saying. You, you gave that you like Western destabilization of the Latin American countries is why there are like slums in fucking Brazil. I'm not going to say there wouldn't always be slums, but they exacerbated the problem. That's the thing. Like they, they, it exacerbates the problem. Inequality will be wherever you go. You will always find inequality. You will not always find poverty. There's no poverty in like tribes. There's no poverty in small communities. So it's like, where do these like? Sometimes those concepts come from like the implement the implementation of Western ideology. 
Well, this is kind of macro because you can go with the whole thing where, like, you know, us learning how to farm was beneficial, but it led to things like homelessness and war and, you know, different other things. Well, I mean, that's a super large scale thing. Yeah, super large scale. If we hadn't learned how to farm, humanity's numbers wouldn't have grown this far. We wouldn't yeah, have made it as far in innovation. True. true. We needed to do that. Yeah. Like, I'm not even going to call that, like, I guess because we're, we have the time and to be able to sit back now and just be like, oh, yeah, that's probably why all this other modern civilization shit happened. We're depending on making sure everybody stays fed. But it's just like, what's the other alternative? Broken down city-states that are constantly warring? I mean, I don't know. What What do you feel like is Western? Like, what defines as Western to you? If we're gonna, if we're gonna specifically talk about Western, it also comes not only with like Judeo Christian values and the implementation of Judeo Christian religion, but also I mean, infrastructure, also- the implementation of whiteness for sure. Like that's mm. that's one hundred percent Western civilization. Like the imp- really, really like yeah, the rest of the world understands like race and shit, but it's usually from like a historical aspect. It's like, like, Asians are fucking racist. Like, South Koreans fucking hate, like, what was it? Damn. It's like, it's certain Pacific Islanders they hate. Or, like, Chinese people fucking hate Japanese people because of right. the, the imperialism of Japan. A lot of people hate Japan, actually. You know, Japan was just... Right. Japan was out here back in the day. But... And yeah, there, there's a whole thing about, like, South Southeast Asians versus East Asians. And, but that's what I mean, yeah. like, it's not... I, like... The, the idea of race isn't inherent to the West, but the idea of race as like a social ladder it's would have been inherent. Yeah. Like, they were more along the lines of like, the Japanese have done this for centuries, they're this. Right. I, like, it, it still wasn't along the lines of like, the Japanese are subhuman slaves that we exploit. Like, the only way to convince your soldiers to really go do like mass murders like that is to convince them that the people aren't human. They're mongrels. They're lesser than you. You're better than them. That's the only way you can convince human beings to go do something. They, they're not seeing a person when they do that shit. But right. I only say that to say, like, in the case of, like, Western society, like, with Western society, it was specifically, when I think Western, I think all those big-ass areas where those populations got to have that nice, surgy, soggy, fertile land. And that's how city-states started. That shit started in Europe. That's one of the biggest, like, things of civilization spring ups. Like, yes, other civilizations had it, like, river civilizations, Mesopotamian, Egyptians. Guess what happened? Nature fucked them. Europe, at not only this time, but also, like, centuries ago, was the ideal place for, like, civilizations to explode. Like, I'm talking, like, the civilizations as we know it. As what we would define as a civilization, like, size, scale, language, culture, tradition, all that shit. And that that's also like a product of the world because it's like what what is a consideration like eggplant said this shit to me is like what what's a civilization to you like that that's already tainted by like Western ideology because the first thing you're gonna think is you're instantly going for scale you're instantly going for size and impact like what 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 are they doing how much land do they have what are they taking but that's not what does civilization mean. Civilization could just be people existing. So we really don't know, like, in turn, that's why I say, so with Western civilization, I'm talking, like, kings, 
queens, mass farming, tariffs, taxes. I mean, and that, that, that stems other, back to even like the Greeks and shit. Right. I mean, a lot of cultures have that anyway. You know, you're right. But I'm still going to yeah. say, um, I, 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 this will be my ignorant take as I do. I don't think I have enough current knowledge to say it, but with what I know to say, I will still say like, I feel like the Western world as in like Europe was where the biggest amount of that was implemented. Mm-hmm. At least in terms of like progression with the rest of the world. Because that's why I said ideal times. Because, like, yeah, there were other great civilizations before, like, Europe and, like, other European nations started to spring up and gain, like, the worldwide traction. But they didn't live the same. And that's why we're where we are now. That's why Europe's the one that... That's why the world is a Europe-dominated. We live in a Eurocentric world. Right. Not to say... It's not ruled by, because there's fucking Saudi principles. Yeah. They... they, they, they have the most impact. Nine times out of ten, when you go somewhere, bro, there will be some example of whiteness. Like, some example of European presence, no matter how far away it is from fucking Europe. Even if it should have nothing to do. There's no reason you should be on a damn island in the Caribbean. And they, it's just like, yeah, bro, this is owned by fucking Belgium. Why, 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 why Belgium got land in the Congo? Why? Why are there white people in South Africa? We know why. It's it's colonization. It's colonization. It's it's just that that's how they built civilizations. And it's because of the numbers. Like, once again, look at Europe on that map. It's heavily segmented, heavily broken up. City-states, people warring all the fucking time. Weaker countries falling into states of disadvantage and getting taken over and their people either getting enslaved or assimilated into the next culture. That's that's what their idea of civilization was. That's what the European idea of civilization was build, keep going, and that transferred to America, and now that's the global fucking world. That's how I'd put it. Because, like, yeah, all all empires have to inevitably expand, but I feel like in comparison for, like, great empires, I, I don't remember why, like, Persia and shit fell, but I know all of them were, like, locked in that, the fuck, that, the old world. They were all locked in the old world. That's it. And none of them actually conquered the old world. Alexander got the closest. So, like, realistically, that's what I mean by, like, European power. Like, I'm not going to say, like, Europe conquered the world, but Euro- Europeans spread throughout the entire world, and their influence is a footprint on humanity at this point. There are mountains sure. with their yeah. faces cro- c- c- carved into them. Yeah. Despite being, a, being a minority. Like exactly. Like, a global minority. That's the, yeah. that's the point. That's yeah. the point. Despite being a global minority, they've had a lot of impact on the world. But we've talked about this. I'll try and rope it back because we we're we're talking about exploitation and shit. But so we're kind of like no, it's good. It. No, it's good. It's good. It's needed. It's one hundred percent needed. I, I, but although I, I do want to add, like when it comes to what is Western, I do want to add it's not just the Judeo Christian Christian values, but also it's like stuff from the Enlightenment. That's a big piece too. Like liberalism, freedom, fair away with the monarchy. Being skeptical, skeptical of the church, being less superstitious, like that's also a big piece of what we call a modern Western civilization. I just have a tainted view of that, because the only thing I think about is if it was just the peasants in America that want to rebel, that shit would have never happened. It was the landowners. It was the niggas that were British. All them founding father niggas were American born. Yeah, British. 
Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all were traitors. Y'all actually were traitors. That's what you were. The British are coming. It was literally just like, bro, they coming. They trying to take our shit. Like, I get it, but the country was born on blood and treachery. Like, once again, bro, like, that's what I mean by, like, classism and shit. Like, yeah, the people can unite and overthrow a government and everything, bro, but, like, situations like that, where it's like, we're a sovereign nation. That wasn't decided by the, the minority population of Hawaii. That wasn't decided by the majority population of Native Hawaiians. That was decided by one room of niggas. One specific room of niggas that had specific shit to gain from it. And that's, that's human history. I low-key think that's also a massive part of fucking Western civilization. Like, I think that, like, that. And I don't, I don't know. I always, like, I guess I have a, I have biases towards Western civilization, and I shouldn't say Western civilization because it's mainly, like, America. But when a lot of people say the West, they're talking about America. True. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I remember, like, in history cl- class in high school, like, Western was taught as, like, America, Europe, Australia, mainly the, like, what Britain? Yeah. Like, how they spread? That's yeah. Western. Like, Europeans spreading around the world and where they left their mark, that's Western. <laughs> spread around the yeah. world and where they <laughs> left yeah. their mark. That's the entire damn world. Yeah. There's also an argument saying... India like, is owned like, by Britain. <laughs> by, is it Brit- Great Britain? There we go. Yeah. How do, what kind of fucking country name is that? Great Britain. It's like yeah. America, Nigeria, India, yeah. Russia, China. France. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's just Maybe it's just the name. Maybe it's because it doesn't end with like an Anna or like doesn't have like an A in it or something like Japan, Madagascar, Australia, Brazil. It's just so off. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, still, I'm tripping. Yeah. Do you feel like Latin America is Western too? I've, I've heard it's quite... Because they do have European influence, to be fair. But... Culturally, no. played out differently than... Culturally, no. Governmentally, yes. Culturally, no. The people are a separate, entirely separate people than what you're... What, I mean, like, kind of? Because Bro, the they, UK, no, listen, like the UK they still ain't have like all the European buildings and like European style buildings in okay. South America and the Caribbean, European language, Spanish, Portuguese. You have Spanish like certain traditions. Language. You have like like walks and things like you. There, they still have a lot of products of European Fair. culture. Hmm. But it's just like it played out like it. It became something else. Including like the African and indigenous influences all wrapped together. So you're saying it was assimilated, like they 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 appropriated it, like kind of like black people and a lot of shit. Well, not exactly. It's just like what I get is like it's a different culture. It's still a lot of people say it's not Western, or it's it's like Western but not at the same time because. You just say it's, it's, it's a whole different, Western. yeah, influenced by Western, yeah, Western yeah. influence. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay, I I get it. It's Western Western influence. I guess the only the only uh difference there would be like, what's Western influence and what's tradition, but that's something you would have to talk about as a person that lives in like Latin American countries. 
But there's still certain ones, like especially the ones that are like hotspot tourist locations, like Portugal and shit. Well, shit, is, is Portugal actually? No, Portugal is in Europe. There's not what. I don't see white people on them cruise ships. I say that, bro. <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? Port- Portugal, like cruise ships? No, I know, I know. Like it's a, it's a tourist spot. Where? Portugal. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like whenever I see like like luxury cruise liners going through it, like I guess that's just probably other indigenous people from the areas around and like the other like Wait, islands and do, shit. Do nearby. you mean Brazil when you see Portugal? Where is Portugal? Portugal is in Europe, right next to Spain. This is Angola. Right. Algeria. No, that's... All right, I'm in Africa. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's got to be coastal. No, Portugal, right next to... Like, it's Iberian Peninsula. Spain, Portugal. Where? London. Look, Portugal, right there. Yeah, so explain to me why all the people that be on the cruise ships and pretty much in the entire, like, servant class of Portugal be brown. Of Portugal? Yes. I don't know anything about that. (laughs) Am I... I'm pretty sure Portugal is the place with the lax drug laws, right? I don't know. I could be wrong. (laughs) I could... I could most definitely be wrong. Yeah, it could be a lot of Brazilians. It is not a hill I choose to pay rent and or die on. (laughs) So, moving on, as we spiral back into the specific exploitation efforts of this, there are, like, really current day examples of this. It's not just me talking about Hawaii and stuff that happened in the 60s from, like, woo-woo fucking, oh, no, CIA of the old days. We have this year, well, actually, 2021. The end of 2021 is when this happened. And that was at a onion farm in South Georgia. It was an immense scandal. Modern day slavery. Literally, they are being indicted on modern day slavery. 24 people got indicted for mistreatment of migrant workers and exploitation of their... That's H-2A, right? Yeah, H-2A visa exploitation. And that was... H-2A is basically like right to work. Not literally, because right to work means they can fire you at any time. And that's why Mississippi is ass. But moving on. But H2A is like their visas are work based. They're here to work. It's like that's how they, they're earning their citizenship, so to speak. So in this situation, this spanned across not only Georgia, Florida, Texas. I know this stuff happens in Mississippi as well, but as it goes, these people were basically the migrants are put under in incredibly harsh working conditions. And I'm talking slavery level, like broken up families, mothers separated from daughters, sons separated. Cruel punishments, being held at gunpoint to pick fucking cucumbers out the fucking forest or whatever. Not forest, but field. Same thing with the onions. Having to dig up onions by bare hand. And as a person that does fruit and picks vegetables now, bro, I will tell you that shit will fuck your hands up. You think it wouldn't. Go go into a tomato patch and pick a couple fucking barrels of tomatoes and tell me how your hands feel afterwards. You won't, it's, it's like you're going to have like almost, it's like rope burn. Like, cause they're bristly. So when your feet, your, if your skin brushes it, bro, it's like just a trail of like, just it pulling you. And like on the, top of the, that. The leaves of the tomato? Yes. 
they're bristly. And I'm not talking mm. like, they're not like a rose. They're not thorns. Mm. But it's not comfortable, my nigga. Mm. Like, bro, picking vegetables is not comfortable. I'm telling you that. This shit not... It, yeah. It's fun. It's tranquil. It make you feel like you're doing something like at one with nature. This shit, this shit, no. It is, it is definitely something you are doing for a reason. It is not just, oh, I'm picking up some grass off the ground. It's no, I have to pick this up, turn it a certain way to pull it directly off the vine as to not damage the plant. That's why you see a lot of people that work outside wearing long sleeves and shit. Because when you deal with plants and stuff, it touching your skin is probably worse than you just being a little bit fucking hotter. And it helps you like maintain like wetness. Right. So you don't okay. get too fucking overheated. Okay. But going on, they were forced to pick onions by hand. Same thing with basically like having to work without the proper tools and utensils. These people were also rented out and charged for the accommodations that they were barely living in. Sharecropping. Modern day sharecropping. This, this is 2021. This is October 2021. That date might be a little bit off, but it was eight months ago. Now, as far as this extends, it was immigrants and migrants from Mexico. Honduras, Guatemala. I don't have direct accounts of us destabilizing and us as in the U.S. destabilizing Mexico, but there's the massive like Panama Canal deportation because they brought a lot of migrant workers, especially Mexican workers, in to build the Panama Canal and then deported their asses afterwards. Yeah, then you also have uh, Jamaicans and they also have Afro-Panamanians working in the Panama Canal. This, by extension, goes towards Honduras and Guatemala. And we, the CIA destabilized their governments because it was coups. Like, they they were trying to implement, not even trying to implement, they had, a, they had like, set up to enact leaders that would have been more socialist. You know what happens when America see a socialist. Yep. Iced. <laughs> Boogie Iced. <man>. Boogie. <laughs> Boogie woogie. <laughs> Boogaloo time. <laughs> That's it right there. No, no, no. Socialism. No. America just be like, ooh, boogaloo time. Time to send in those undercover boys in Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> nope, nope. Not in reference. As a, as a person with a show called the Boogaloo Podcast, that is what, Podcast. This is not what I'm. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Not I'm not gonna with. say. I'm not gonna say That's that they're with. definitely not the same word, but it is not. That is not a slang word, my boy. That's a real word. Boogaloo used in the context of like armed rebellion is a that's a word that's a real although word. Although I haven't really heard it used as often as Proud Boys. You know the only reason I feel like it's it's a word like that is because it's mainly done in Latin American countries. No, well, actually, like Boogaloo has been like part no, of no, the African American like no, that, that, culture. That that's what I mean. But what I'm talking it? about the destabilization part. Like, why are the Proud Boys saying that shit? Because they got it from the movie about electro, like they 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 took that word. <laughs> Can't remember specific they, movie. They, they took a word, yeah. They took a word that's been with uh, the black and brown people for so long. Uh, apparently, the, the story is like they took it from a movie called Electric Electronic Boogaloo or Electric Boogaloo. Okay, I know. I've actually heard. And that then movie. they now something where it's like white guys with Hawaiian shirts and. <laughs> guns and shit. <laughs> He's like, not just some shit with white guys and Hawaiian shirts and guns. <laughs> what the fuck happens? <laughs> but luckily, the word is not being used in that way as often. I mean, yeah, uh, but, Proud but Boy's going to jail. Yeah, you, you said it earlier with the FBI thing. Something's <laughs> going to jail. Right. Anybody that was at that capital, you, you boy. 
Because you said it, and I've seen stuff on it, like, bro, the feds are literally bouncing, like, they're going back and tracking, like, whose phones, like, caught reception from the cell towers in D.C. Right. And using that to backtrack people. Like, the only thing I can say, bro, is, like, if if they coming after you that hard, bro, your ass done. Like, if the government really wants you, bro, it's it's over with for you. Like, because realistically, no encrypt, all this encryption shit people talk about, like, if you're just a normal person, you can't stop the government. Because I ain't going to go in and explain in Pegasus. But y'all should look up Pegasus. Pegasus is like a damn near AI level encrypting breaking system that multiple governments around the world use. It's how Elon Musk got hacked. Hmm. Didn't know that. Real casual. Wasn't nothing huge. I don't think they like... No, nah, it was Jeff Bezos, not Elon. I feel like Elon actually might be able to stop it. He's, he's sort of... I don't even know if he's tech savvy, bro, because he's got that business magnate shit going. He just buys shit. He's not smart. I feel like he's smart. <laughs> I'll give him his credit. Like, he's not... I don't think Elon Musk is an idiot. Like, even after buying Tesla, you can see I mean, where he made... He, You can see where he made, like, actual logistical improvements to Tesla. Like, he made them. Right. So, but I'll give him his credit in that. He, he's not a real scientist, but he's a businessman, so he... Hey, bro, if you rich, young, can't nobody tell you shit in America. You ain't know, you ain't noticed that? Yeah, you can do whatever Terrence you, Howard you out here talking want. about one plus one equals fucking one. No, he says zero. Or is it still one? What the fuck is Terrence Howard on, bro? It's called like, it's called like Terryology. I'm not joking. Terryology? <laughs> Nigga, I'm not playing. Hold up. Okay, we derailing. We derailing. I'll come back to the exploitation the of... The same Terrence Howard as yes, Superman? Ta- yes, yes. Superman? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Batman? Bro, you don't understand. Hold up. All right, everybody. Y'all about to get some... Terryology. <laughs> this man just spit his water out. It's called Terryology, bro. After Terrence Howard. Ooh-wee. Y'all might hear a fan kick on in the background. I'll try and edit it out, but however it goes. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't. <laughs> okay, so this is directly, this is this is what he said. So I'm going to read Terrence Howard's Twitter. I'm going to read Terrence Howard's Twitter. Because this shit is absolutely <laughs> fucking hilarious. So I'm going to basically try and explain to y'all, like, Terrence Howard believes that Humans originally, when we fundamentally started to understand math, that wherever we got it from or whoever the fuck told us, sent us down the wrong pathway of knowledge. And that one plus one does not equal fucking two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. All right, bro. All right man. <laughs> you say so, man. All right, man. You got some... Go, go back to Empire, bro. You got kids to turn into superstars or some shit. <laughs> okay. Okay, this shit, this shit is hilarious, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. Because I didn't try to understand everything this nigga say, bro. <laughs> this is like the level on Scientology. This is Bro, it is Scientology level, and it's only something you can do if you got money. <laughs> bro, if I worked at Amazon and was trying to tell you this on my shift, you'd be sitting there like, bro, you need to go... You need to lay off the weed, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. <laughs> Let me try and find it. Okay. <laughs> Statement. Quote, Terrence Tower. we've been doing math all wrong. Terrence Tower says the defining principle of teriology, it would seem, is that one times one equals two, not 
one. If one times one equals one, that means that two is of no value because one itself has no effect. This got to be a joke. So I'm going to repeat that <laughs> sentence for y'all. If one times one equals one, that means that two is of no value. What does that mean? What 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 did it just say? I don't know. <laughs> what? Like from from a from an understanding of the English language, if one times one equals one, okay, we're on the right page. One times one equals one. That means that two is of no value. Two is not in the fucking equation. What are you talking about, Terrence? <laughs> but going on, one times one equals two because the square root of four is two. So what's the square root of two? It should be one. But we're told it's two and cannot be. They said that cannot be. And then quotes Terrence Howard. That makes sense. All right, Terrence. Do you have a background in math? <laughs> he got a background in hustle and flow. <laughs> <laughs> Two. Terrence Howard quote. There are a reason bubbles are round, and I have the answer. Hell no. <laughs> I will say hey. Terrence Howard watched his dad like kill a nigga when he was a kid. Like stab a dude. Like killed him. Yeah, stab him to death. Hey, that's dark. It was actually in like a fucking, if I'm correct, and I, I'm pretty sure I'm correct on this, it was in a uh, mall Santa line. It sounds right. funny, but, but it actually, like thinking about like older, like some old, like Terrence Howard's probably born in like the fucking, what, 70s or 60s? 70s. Because he ain't, I mean, he not an 80s. He, he a little older for 80s. Yeah. Cause Lil Wayne and them is fucking eighties babies, which is damn like, life. Shit, the niggas old, bro. Damn, look at old. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Terrence Howard's probably born in the seventies, so they, I can see it, bro. You just you standing in the old black mall, bro. Dude is like, Danny Mo, you owe me eighteen dollars, boy. If you don't get the hell out of here, I cut you. Folks is on the ignorant ass shit, bro. <laughs> Especially on that small time black community shit. Folks did not call the police back then. All right. Terrence says, since I was a child of three or four, I was always wondering, you know, why does a bubble take the shape of a ball? Why not a triangle or a square? This nigga is stupid. Bro. <laughs> they said, why, why doesn't a bubble pop up as a triangle or a square? Why aren't there square bubbles, Terrence Howard? Okay. Or he's trolling. Is he not trolling, bro? I saw him say this shit live at the fucking Oscars. <laughs> it, it may have been a red carpet. It was. It was a big event. It no. It was either red carpet or Oscars. I'm not even gonna say it was just a big event. It was. A, it was a major event, bro. And they. They was like Terrence. Do you have anything to say? I'm very close to breaking the fun, the fundamental laws of nature. I'm sorry. And he's like, yes. He's like, we're trying to find a new answer to the equation of life. And he was like, I've solved the f like you know how the the golden ratio pi. That's what he was talking about. He's like, I've solved the lotus of life, like the flower, the tree of life. He's like, I've derived my equation from the tree of life. I'm just like, bro, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Whatever, nigga. Like, I actually know what you're talking about, bro. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> but going on, goddamn Terrence how you done derailed the whole podcast about how ignorant this shit is. Man said, if Pythagoras was here to see it, he would lose his mind. Einstein too, Tesla. And then they asked him, so what is your secret? He said, well, we're not entirely sure. Other than that, it has something to do with the shapes. And then he cuts out and he calls them the pieces that make up the motion of the universe. They tell the truth from within. Mm-hmm. End quote. So he said, mm-hmm, part of that quote. It was a mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Just missing the main. All right. All right, as it goes on. 
he goes on to say, there are at least four just in this moment with a possible expansion to 432. He is like, but which one do you let out? Is it the person who's cool that you've mastered? Is it the excited little boy? And he's talking about like humans apparently have like, we have facades. He's like, we all have different faces and the ones that we want to come out, come out. Maybe if you were, maybe if you were talking about some philosophical shit, sure. Then he's on the, your body is a temple and other people's temple. And it says, it's not just you who is hurt when you mistreat your body. In fact, you're also hurting your friends, family, and other loved ones. Anything you do against yourself is an attack against the people you care about. Now, the reason he believes this is because in his essence of thinking that one times one should equal fucking two, Terrence is basically saying that no matter what you do, as long as it is within the universe, it is all one. It should all add together. That is what Terrence is saying. Therefore, you are not you. You are everyone. But... That nigga not giving his money up. Kind of sounds like the law of one. Sound like he took a little bit of the truth and sprinkled it into some bullshit, huh? <laughs> I wonder. I wonder how philanthropists do it. That's little. That's, that's all it is, bro. The nigga like read a documentary on the fucking golden ratio and was just like, I think one times one equal two. I. Going on, he said, "Mankind needs more socialism." Shout out to you, Tarrant. I ain't even going. I think mankind does better in small groups with communities looking after each other instead of a huge government. That just sounds like a rich nigga that don't want to be regulated to me. Anyway. He said, haters don't actually exist. He's like, if haters have you grieving, you don't have to sweat it. They aren't legit. He's like, the people that judge you do not matter. They're not real. Everything is just frequency. See, I told you. There's nothing to worry about. These are all quotes from him. I'm like, this isn't, I'm quoting Terrence Howard, every single one of these, y'all. Then he said, adulthood is merely chasing our scattered child dreams. That's kind of facts, but as a child, our dreams got scattered all about and our future prospects got scattered to so many different places. Okay, Terrence, okay, okay. You spent some facts here. (laughs) And we spent our lives trying to find the little pieces that make up our lives. All right, bro, this said our lives spinning our lives trying to find the little pieces that make up our lives. I don't like that. And make up the dreams that we had as a child that got blown away in a windstorm. He really didn't say shit, really. He really just said we we, we pursued the dreams we had as children, but with two paragraphs. <laughs> then he said, if you're going to walk the walk, talk the talk. But realistically, he says we got to eliminate bigotry. Hypocrisy is a part of the cancer that erodes our binds as an intelligent and potentially loving species that is humanity. Some of it's not too bad, actually. Then he says, everything boils down to zero-point technology. And he goes on to say that, think about the one thing that's not moving in the universe that holds everything onto itself. That's zero-point technology. If you control the one thing everything rests upon, then you control everything. There's no longer the laws of conservation of energy. It's the laws of transmutation of energy. It's alchemy. Power elaborates. Ah, when you put it like that, they're still not getting it. I, I, Ter- Terrence Howard is going to, just know, bro, you see a human, you see a country-sized transmutation circle, it's Terrence Howard. Full metal outwards. Man. Man. <laughs> Hell no. I am the homunculus greed, man. Anyway, y'all, we're going to rope it back, because that was actually 
that's that that's a lot to unpack right there because it's already retarded based off his math his mathematics foundation, but then he adds in sprinkles of like philosophy and modern day liberalism. I don't like when rich people say humanity will operate better in small groups because I'm like, you the motherfucker that had the power. Like you're you're the small group. Exactly. You're it's part like, of a small group. Like, you that, no, those niggas would be the leaders, bruh. If, if we got to break down into small communities, you think niggas of equal power are gonna stay in the same community? That's not that's not how humanity works. That's not how maybe if they the ones you grew up with and y'all actually tight knit and form like you know an actual village or some shit like that. But in real life, bro, that's not how that works. Y'all not finna have six kings. Each one of y'all gonna walk out to a different part and just be like, this is mine. And everyone who comes here will be governed under me. If I have the food. Well, agriculture. Europeans. That no, that that, that roping all the way back. That's the big thing about the European point is that like that. That's what I mean. That's how that's how like mass civilization started with them, like city states and shit, like hundreds like, of thousand people. I mean, isn't the earliest civilization is isn't it Mesopotamia? I mean, you just like scale near near East. I thought it was like well, it was, Mesopotamia would be like the river civilization, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're like some of the first. Farmers. Yeah, but they were still blessed. They lived in a... They, they, that was the Delta, bro. Yeah. It wasn't... Uh, that, yeah, that's that's yeah. why, like, certain different other, like... Not races. Different other people that have moved into Egypt since then have not prospered in Egypt. Because, like, the Nile takes and gives. Like, the, like the, during the times where they were doing that shit, the Nile would have been a lush paradise. Now it's like a fucking river straight. So it's like, there's two different ecosystems now versus back then. At least in that degree, like when they were doing it, like chronologically, that would have been like when the earth came out of like a miniature ice age. They had the best land and shit for it. That 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 was the cradle of civilization. Yeah. Like in terms of like organized civilization, hell yeah, that's that's what that was. Yeah, the Near East was yeah cradle. They they call it the, the fertile crescent for a reason. Well, where that's the Near East. Did Sumerians come before Mesopotamians? I think so. Because I think but Sumerians actually Sumerians might damn near be the oldest civilization on the planet. Yeah. Like formal civilization, I think it is the Sumerians. Who came before them, or next? There was some. There's somebody else. Real, I think it is Mesopotamians. Yeah, because the, the the rivers. Like, that that's the thing, bro. Only civilizations that lived on rivers and shit could prosper. So, like, to yeah. be able to feed a large population, you had to have crops, and the only way to grow that type of crops, you need either soggy soil like Europe, or they were in deltas. They were all along like the the Nile River and shit. And that made sense because it would have chronologically been after the miniature ice age that froze the planet. So yeah, it'd have been super wet, super tropical, super humid. Anyway, we're gonna get back to the Georgia onion farm. But damn, we so far off base that it might not matter now. But oh, we 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 kind of already spoke about it. It's modern day slavery. Twenty four people indicted. There were cases of being held at gunpoint. There were cases of migrant workers dying in unacceptable conditions. They were only getting paid like. 20 sit a bucket and the best way I could put this in perspective for you guys I get 350 a pound for my produce that's a pound so if I on some see this is why capitalism is beautiful because I could go fucking buy tomatoes instead of growing them and take them to that co-op and they would fucking know only I would know but I don't do that shit I could go buy two tomatoes to equal up to a pound I spent 
in the store, let's say I got them bitches on sale. They was 80 cent a tomato. I spent a dollar sixty on them. I took them back and made three fifty. I'd have made almost three dollars. That's the essence of it. So like in this, where if you think about it in that scale, they're getting paid twenty cents a bucket. And by bucket, I'm going to tell you now that all farms and agricultural things when it comes to picking operate off bushels and buckets. And a bucket is a five-gallon bucket. That's five gallons. Like, if you if you were to fill up a five-gallon bucket of strawberries, that'd be like 10 to 15 to 25 pounds of strawberries. Like, a pound of strawberries is $5 in the store. And they were making 20 cents per bucket. So, <clears throat> that right there should just show you the level of exploitation of it. They're working like 55 plus hour work weeks to make $600 that the company then turns around and takes 550 of. Sharecropping. And there's other cases of this in Marion County in Ohio. We had the case I talked about when I started talking about the specific modern day exploitation. And that's with the Guatemalan children that were not only forced over there from Guatemala, but were also like tossed off on DHS and child protective fucking services and nobody cared about them. And this goes to the extent that if you look this up now, the people that were put in charge of those Guatemalan children specific case refused to actually give testimonies because they were fucked. They know they were fucked. They didn't care about those kids. It was not the children's fault. It's not their fault. They're illegals. It's not their fault. They got separated from their families and forced to work on a fucking farm. The system abandoned them. Everything abandoned them, but <clears throat> moving on. This extends over to because this this was a this was the egg farm in Marion County. There's also like if anybody knows about Tyson's Chicken, Tyson's Chicken also hires a lot of like immigrants in like Kentucky and shit. So it's the same thing. Like when I was in California, it was the same thing. Like I went to a church that was right next to like a grain plant, and it was like the the, the processing plant for the city, and all the Hispanic people worked there. All of them, even the ones that were in our church, like some of them even said, just like, oh, yeah, you know, I used to work right across the street. And I retired about 10 years ago, but, you know, I used to do it every day, every day for 40 years. That's just what we do. It's like you either work the fields, you either work in the fields picking for people, or you work in the factory. Agricultural. Latin American people and people just from like the Latin Americas often and still do in American economy not only fuel like our cheap labor side, they, they they also fuel the agricultural center because nobody wants to admit this and nobody wants to say it, but the majority of all, not only construction work and the majority of all agricultural work, like hands-on, I'm not talking about planting fields, I'm talking about planting, picking, turning it in. If you plant strawberries, ain't no motherfucking machine to pick strawberries for you. People need to understand that. If if I had a if I you imagine you a corporation, can you imagine how big that fucking strawberry field would be? Massive, right? Size of my fucking neighborhood type shit. They need people to do that. There is no machine. We don't have anything that delicate, bro, to go down underneath a fucking strawberry and be like, oops, let me pick you up and put you gently in here with all these other strawberries and carry you away so you don't get bruised up and perfect. No. People have to do that. People have to. People have to pick. People have to pick shit off trees. They have to. Right. Like it's a, it's actually crazy how that's a fundamental thing we have barely changed in real life. But we, you gotta do it. You gotta harvest, and that is where most of the time, especially in construction and shit. Wait, wait a minute, isn't that what Caesar Chavez fought for during his time? Yeah, 
like they're in the sixties, like in California, yeah. strawberry pickers. Yeah, one hundred percent. You are you are one hundred percent right. Like I, I I was not gonna get to the Chavez reference in this one, but yes. Also, um, oh my God, I cannot believe I just forgot this man's name, Chico Mendez. There we go. Chico Mendez was the one fighting for like rubber plant worker, rubber plantation workers over in the Amazon and the Brazil, like Amazon, Brazil, just that specific area of Latin America. He was the one trying to get them to like the Brazilian government to like scale back on like modernization and turning land into cattle land. And even then, the Brazilian government literally just basically did the same shit the Hawaiians, like the Hawaii, the American Hawaiians did. They were just like, yo. I own this land. Well, I guess you got a right to kill all trespassers. The fuck the natives gonna do? They've been living there for fucking generations. What you mean I? What you mean I can't live here no more, bro? And that's how it goes down. Now they're forced down on the reserves. Jair Bolsonaro, that is the president of Brazil. Fuck that nigga. I know that he's much. Like super, super conservative. That man more than the farmer. That man may as well be a doesn't globalist. care doesn't care about the black people in Brazil. Doesn't care about the indigenous people in the Amazon. Dude, just you don't care about terrible, shit. terrible, terrible. Capitalist. He's a capitalist. Yep. Human lives don't matter and cost a profit. It's profit over people, bro. This you have to understand. It's profit. It will always be profit over people. That is the core essence of today's podcast, people. That's why you should listen to Terrence Howard, though. He just wants your money. <laughs> anyway, we're not talking about niggas trying to break math, apparently. For real, bro. How how I, who the fuck are you, Terrence Howard, to just 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 say y'all been doing math wrong since the ages of like Abrahamic fucking like Muslim astrology? Like he doesn't have a background in math at all. Does he don't he? got a background in shit. Bro. What you mean? <laughs> Nothing. Like. We're not gonna go back into that. But uh, that is the point. Moving on with the exploitation of workers and everything. There's also like what you were talking about because I have it on here is the California fields and agriculture. That's why I was saying like I did intend yeah. to talk about Chico Mendez, but that's just it, it's always it's happens. Chavez, my bad. Yeah. I said Chico Mendez. <laughs> hey, shout out Chico Mendez, though. He he did not deserve what happened to him. That man was trying to save the environment. They assassinated him in his house. Anyway, wait, what happened to Chavez? I don't remember, actually. I almost you know, I, I wish they taught, taught us more about him in like <laughs> elementary and middle school, high was school. Was he a white man? Nope. Was he, was he president? Yeah. Nope. All right, you ain't learning shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, they, you know, of course we, we got, got Black History Month. I right? mean, they tell us about like MLK, Malcolm, but then they might have mentioned Chavez, but you know, it was nothing like extensive. You know, realistically, I, I say the closest thing I got to like a good education in terms of like telling me what was really happening was like my. He was my history and economics teacher all throughout high school, Mr. Patterson. And I remember it was ninth grade, it was like US history, 10th grade, it was like world history, it was like 11th grade, I think it was, nah. 11th grade was fucking social studies, I guess, whatever the fuck that is. I forget why they call it social studies. Maybe it's just like social studies, literally, study of social society. 
and then it was economics. But he always, always gave us like the actual like, what is this? Like specifically, like I'm not here to read out of the book. He never read out of the book. He'd always have like a PowerPoint presentation, whether he got it from somewhere or he made it. He had it, and that's, that's what he do. That's good. So it's like yeah. we learned about Germany. We learned about Germany, and it's full fucking effect. Like we learned about the Luftwaffe. We learned about the entire Anne Frank story. We learned about like Japanese concentration camps, and that's what shocks me, bro. When I there's like shit I learned growing up that showed me things about America, like in my school. And I see it on television where they're just like, conservatives are moving to like ban it. They really are. They're, yeah. they're, they're trying to yeah. stop teaching children about Japanese yeah. concentration camps. Yeah. And I'm like, of like, I'm like, books and having patriotic history taught. Patriotic re-education. Yeah. Yeah. Trump. Bro, that's, <laughs> that's, that's how do y'all, bro, that, 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 I, I hate to say it and I hate to, draw the line. I'm not going to draw that line, actually, because it doesn't sum up what I have to say. The have, the haves, it's not the have-nots doing that shit. It's the people that have it, implementing it, and it's to control the have-nots, if that makes sense. Because, like... Or to keep a you standard. Can't, you can't change if you go to an exclusive boarding school and this Asian billionaire son go there. You're not changing. That little nigga is just as great as you are. His daddy just as rich as yours. Y'all have no actual real work. There's no way you can compare yourselves and not either be on equal or similar footing. It's a lot easier to do that when you ain't got shit. Because now you believe on the false perception of I'm just better than you based on how I was born and you're inferior based on how I was born. So, like... I mean, it's that, but also I think it's just, like... You know, conservatives like to keep the standards that are already in place. Like they're, they're all about keeping, yeah. All I'm going to say is every time I like, see conservatives... Even the poor white people are in favor of... That's like patriotic education, re-education, whatever. I think that's just ignorance, though. Yeah. Because the poor white man is closer to every other minority than he will ever be to the ruling class of the white exactly. man. True, exactly. Uh, that, 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 is, that is a falsehood of America, bro. I have so much more in common. Bro, like, e- even if you're the... In no way am I excusing white people saying nigga when I say this, by the way, y'all. So don't be that Don't be that person. But even if you are the country-ass hit white boy that says nigga, bro, you not, you not what I'm talking about when I say white folks. You not what I'm talking about when I go, oh, white people. You not what I'm talking about. And it, it, that's, like, the key difference. I, like, I, I love to point that out when people try and compare, like, for for what we're talking about, the reason I'm saying this is because people people associate obviously white people with conservativeness, like conservativeness. But when I think about it, I think the culture of it. What is the culture of the conservative nature? You said it was like traditionalism, preserving what's there, and it's also money. It's money. No matter where you go, there, there there's conservative, True. there's socialist, there's democratic, there's liberal. That shit exists all over the world. That's just those are terms. That's why, like, you'll go over to Russia and they'll be like, well, the Democratic Socialist Party. And you're like, this sounds great. And then you find out they're like their version of fucking like Germany's, Germany's Nazis. It's just like, I don't mean the same over here, fam. You don't mean the same. It's like socialism over here mean Also, a lot of times, like, those groups use like populist uh, 
populous, I, I guess, like names or like ways of speaking jargon. Like, That's the jargon. Word. Yeah. To like to recruit people. Yeah. Like, be like, easy. Get, be, get yeah. people to like, right. accept them. One hundred percent. Because like, oh, we're for the people. We're for the people. But actually, they're they're not. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I feel some type of way with all these American, especially like college educated white kids. Cause they be hitting me with that comrade. And I don't like that shit. Wait, they say like what's up, comrade? Bro, yes. I didn't it, it, it's only happened to me like twice in real life, bro. But I, I see it on the internet a lot. And then it happened to me in real life, and I'm like, I right. seeing it on the internet is one thing. I can make fun of it. And I was like, y'all actually call me comrade in real life, pause. It's like not Russians are not straight. <laughs> Stop it. Stop, y'all. Please. That that's that, that that's doctrine. It's like so socialism isn't Russia. I was like, class class freedom isn't Russia. I was like, yeah, we got we we might have like Marxist ideology and like Marxist fueled ideology according to the right. This is America still, nigga. Socialism in America is not socialism anywhere else. What we do in America with cultural and political ideas will not be implemented in other parts of the world. They can't implement that shit in other parts of the world. We ain't got to worry about niggas in Canada being like, it's my second amendment. You don't got a second amendment right, nigga. You can't have a gun here. Give me your gun or you're going to jail. That's Canada and that's why they ban handguns. In the UK, they got knives instead of guns. Got a lot of knife stabbings though, I ain't gonna lie. (laughs) (laughs) But I I imagine more people survive being stabbed than shot. I ain't gonna lie, if I found out that statistic and I was wrong, I'd be quite surprised. Say, nah, bro, if you get stabbed, you're more likely to die. Yep. That actually sounds so fucking true. Because it's like, they stab you, they're gonna leave a blade in. And nine times out of ten, you're gonna pull it out and bleed to death. It's like, you get shot, the bullet will usually just go right through and get stuck in your body. Yeah, you have a chance to survive. Wow, would you rather get shot or stabbed? Let's, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've 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 covered realistically because when you brought up the sh- like um, Cesar Chavez part, that instantly kind of like body the California fields and agriculture talk because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, damn, that's like <laughs> that was low key like explaining my big bad of season three when I started episode one. That's like just being like, hey Luffy, where are you going? And it's just like your brother dies. Episode one. Not that dramatic. I'm Spoiler being, alert. No, no, no. Bro, if you ain't seen that shit, I blame you. Fuck. No, when certain when certain amount of time has passed, bro, spoiler, you, you can't hit me with that spoiler shit no more. If I'm just like, yeah, Godzilla beat King Kong. Bro, why'd you tell me that? That movie came out last year. It's on HBO Max. It was in theaters. It's on DVD. That's your fault. Granted, One Piece is a long show. Uh, there's still a lot of people that haven't seen One Piece. I, I'm going to tell you this I just now. got into One Piece I'm going to tell you this year. now. I know somebody that also recently got into One Piece. I feel like One Piece is a you different know scenario. At? You know where he at now? Where? Caught up. He he yeah. he's 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 in Wano. He's in the, the samurai art. He started okay. two months ago. You know what he did? He watched One Piece. Folks every, need to learn. Every day? Folks need to no learn. No job? Nigga, just because you watch one show doesn't mean you don't have a job. You I are over. I'm, you, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> so, I'm joking. Like, you being, I mean, it is a You sound show, like a nigga bro. that hasn't watched One Piece. <laughs> I haven't seen One Piece, bro. The main niggas that be talking about I One just, Piece too long, they it. haven't watched it. I just made it past the Alabasta arc. Damn. Tragedy, you ain't nowhere. Nigga <laughs> said, yeah, bro, I'm still in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, no. Like, real, real deal, bro. Like, 
any show, because I'm a person that'll like catch up on a manga that has like a thousand chapters in a week. Oh. I don't read any other manga. I'm a manga reader. Right. I read lots of manga. All right. So when I find a manga that I'm like, damn, bro, this young got a thousand chapters? What you think I'm reading for the next week? I'm not no life in it. I'm not giving up my life to read One Piece, bro. But it's like when I do go to read manga, there's nothing else there now. So you need to understand like every moment of leisure you be having when you just like, oh, let me see what's on TV. And you sit there flicking. That nigga watching One Piece. (laughs) That's what's happening, bro. That's how you get through a show. You watch it. (laughs) You're telling me you can also catch up with like Hajime no Ippo manga and also the Detective Conan manga. I mean, I'm I'm still recent on Detective Conan. I've been fucking with Detective Conan since like 2011. Fuck with me. <laughs> now, Hajime no Hippo, though. But hold up. Matter of fact, since you want to hear me like, that. They're known to have like thousand plus chapter manga. Nah, y'all. Watch how I'm about to do Alex. Watch how I'm about to do this, man. This is a perfect example. Nano Machine. I caught up to Nano Machine when it had about 90 chapters. That took me one day. From about, I found Nano Machine, I found it the night before and read the chapter zero, and I was like, I'm gonna read the rest of the shit tomorrow. And guess what? While sitting out waiting on orders to deliver people groceries, while randomly sitting in the store waiting in line, while sitting at home, while I'm just having a YouTube video playing in the background, I read Nano Machine. 90 chapters in a day. Those 90 chapters in terms of length, longer than a fucking Harry Potter book. But manga is different, bro. Like, manga and anime are not the same as normal forms of media. Like, if somebody told me I had to sit back and watch, like, what's a normal live-action TV show? If a nigga told me I had to watch a thousand episodes of The Boys to understand it, I'd ask him why. What the fuck you mean I gotta watch a thousand episodes? Y'all, y'all had these actors for a thousand episodes? <laughs> that's what I mean. Like, nah, that's, yeah. that's not what that is, bro. That's that's one hundred percent now. I mean, true with anime, Luffy and it's like twenty minute episodes. You can skip the intro. That's why anime characters are expressive, though, bro. That's why it's just like instead of just being like, "I'm your doctor," I'm your doctor. That's why it's so over exaggerated. It's more than just a story. Like you're you're meant to tap into the characters. You're meant to tap into the world and the lore. And also, like, make that a part of your viewing. I can't, I can't account for filler. Like, I skip every bit of goddamn One Piece filler. Yeah, me too. So, I say that I don't, I don't mess with filler. But one other thing, I was gonna. I should know a lot. I still watch the filler. I watch <laughs> like certain filler be fire, bro. Yeah, like yeah. the recent music video I made was like Lee and Guy fighting a four tailed gen Cherokee. I don't, even, I don't know where that shit came from. I was like, when when Lee and Guy both power up to six gate and fight a Jin Cherokee, bro, this shit never happened on the show. It's not canon. It, it didn't happen in the manga, but yeah. they they animated that shit like a real fight. It happens that you just gotta, you you have to watch it. There's probably shit in One Piece that low key explains stuff that you be asking about the actual show. It's just Hajime no Ippo has tooth out. <laughs> 1,389 chapters. Okay. So. I thought I saw 2,000. I guess that was something else. No, nah, that said 1989. That's when it came out. No, no, no. It said like 2,000. That's, that's how many oh, people. Subscribe. Yeah. yeah, that's how many oh, people yeah. following on this yeah, site. Right. So, 
I'll be I'll be 100 realistic with you. With thirds with 1,389 chapters, bro, it probably take me like two months of constant reading to catch up. And I, I don't I know that's like for some people that number sounds like unrealistic, but it's like, bro, how many times you open your front door in two months, nigga? I mean, every day. <laughs> It's 365 days in a year. You touch that front door several times a day, nigga. Come on now. Quantity make people yeah. think shit is unbelievable, but it's really not. I mean, good for you for making use of your time. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> second man of every second. That was like the black people equivalent. It's like, you better than me, bro. <laughs> That's what you just hit me with. Or just hit me with the bless your heart, sweet child. <laughs> All right, but yeah. That was the gist of today's podcast, everybody. As now, we're roping off into, like, the last death throes of it. It's really just the stuff about, like, the capitalistic nature of America. And if you haven't noticed, like, realistically, everything we've talked about is kind of centered around that, except for the anime conversation. That was... And and also the Terrence Howard. No, Terrence Howard is just a rich-ass person. That's why he can sit there and talk that stupid shit he's talking. (laughs) He, he, He won capitalism. He gained enough capital to where his it don't matter no more. Yeah. He can sit here and just be like, Uganda, buy my bullshit one times one formula. Nigga about to scam Uganda. That's a real life business deal, bro. He's selling that to Uganda. He's selling teriology to Uganda, bro. Wow. America. Wow. America. Well, yeah, that's, that's really true. Yeah, you can have a lot of capital. Like, once you reach that height you can do anything you want like once you reach a high certain height go out of space without Richard Branson Richard Branson's up there too space level I mean yeah Elon Musk can like drill under the earth make rockets for fun make rockets and have them blow up it's just like that's that's millions of dollars like millions you you can afford to go through like test failure you have more money than North Korea like like if 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 it wasn't illegal, bro, like I guarantee you, American billionaires would achieve nuclear power before the majority of other first world countries. Like you know how North Korea doing everything in their power to get a like a functioning, fully powered nuke that can actually like go great distances, undo regulations. I guarantee you, Elon Musk got that shit that day. He's like, yeah, we actually just retrofitted the uh the Mars Four and put a nuclear warhead on it. Where'd you get a nuclear warhead? Uranium sheep. Say it just like that and just stare at you. Because that's what Elon must be doing. <laughs> just say something so not blatantly. It's not even obvious. This is like, bro, like, what you just said actually needs to be explained. And he's just like, yeah, that's it. No, not not hard. I'm not a big fan of him. I'm not. What? Bro, we have been lied. The people, people love trying to exploit like, their lie. He is not Iron Man. He's Hell, not, nah. He is not Tony Stark, bro. <laughs> To be fair, Tony Stark was Tony Stark was a dickhead at first. You gotta remember that part. You gotta remember that part. Tony Tony Tony, Tony like, Stark was Tony selling. Tony Stark was an actual genius. Elon Musk is not. Tony Stark was he, selling weapons to terrorists, bro. I don't care if he was a genius to be real. Tony Stark was not straight at the beginning. Yeah, he wasn't. He <laughs> Tony wasn't. Stark was one hundred percent Elon Musk, but smarter. That, they had more charisma. They, they straight. I remember they said that stuff. They, they was just like, "Yeah, we need your weapons." 
actually showed him do it. He even turned around. You remember? I think you remember Iron Man one. Yeah, that seemed like he has his arms out. Did the God pose? Yeah. Showed the destruction his bombs could cause. He the reason Scarlet Witch childhood was terrible. What you mean? Nah, Tony, not nah, straight, bro. That's why Captain America and Bucky jumped his ass. Yeah. That beat Tony ass though. That shit was not called yeah. for. That that's like that's that's top that that's top like ass whoopings in fiction. Like I don't think in any Need for Speed, the Equalizer, the Matrix, John Wick, the like the hands they were giving Iron Man that day, bro. I ain't seen somebody yeah, just get was... peace like that. You got beat up by a group. You you got beat up by a best friend duo from like 1940s Brooklyn, bro. <laughs> but anyway, y'all, because low-key, this is a part of the capitalistic nature of America because we low-key just promoting Captain America and shit right now. High-key. Like, if you know who he is, you're going to be listening to this just be like, oh, yeah, Captain America. And if you don't know who he is, you're either going to go look it up or just be like, oh, I've heard about that stupid comics. So... Yeah. We we kind of live in the world that's a product of it. Though I will say, I had an interaction with somebody like three days ago, and I said a similar sentence, and like they pointed out that that was still along the lines of like, like you ever see that meme where it's just like the one guy's like, we should fix society, and then this random person comes out of well, and he was like, but you are also a part of that society, hmm? Because that's what woke people like woke, especially like usually conservatives trying to do. It's just like, this country's terrible. And it's like, but you live in America. So you must be a part of the problem, right? Yeah, bro. I'm I'm out here shooting fucking unarmed black people as a black man. I'm a part of that problem. I'm aggressive, yeah. too. The same thing with the carbon, the carbon footprint thing. Like, blaming Ooh. you, blaming the consumers for <laughs> climate change. Carbon. It's like, okay, I'm here flying planes. I'm here owning the factories. I'm here... You know, we're not gonna talk about the fact that I pumped 19 billion fucking gallons of oil into the ocean. You worry about that little Honda you driving, bastard, killing the planet. <laughs> All right, bro. Then it's just like go to the store, entire aisle. Yeah, bro, we don't sell paper cups no more. Buy the paper cups, paper cups covered in non degradable plastic. What? <laughs> What was the point? <laughs> that's that's what I mean. Like you can't escape yeah. capitalism, bro. It's hard, but but I feel like we can still critique it. Critique, yes. You see, you can always critique. Things, critique it. You'll meet people that it. tell you you just complaining. That's yeah. the that's the that's the biggest thing about trying to even report on things or come from a journalistic standpoint or even an informational standpoint. That if it's something that's big and somebody that actually doesn't have a stake in it, they don't they don't have a reason to care. Like, if you're just like, homeless people are fucking freezing out here. They're just like, well, I have a house, buddy. That requires something else, and that's called empathy and sympathy. People don't be having that. And if they do, they have fucked up senses of it. They have fucked up versions of it. Because it's like, I had to work for everything I had. It's like, bro, you were born in the suburbs. You you didn't. Like, you, you did. Nobody's saying you didn't have to work for the life that you have. But you didn't work as hard as a nigga that would have been in a, 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 this environment as you, like, do can can the little boy from fucking the slums of Brazil do what the little boy from the suburbs of America can do? No, they're both little boys. They both have the potential to be great, but let's be realistic here. Environments factor, poverty factors, parental 
parental influence definitely factors. That's the biggest influence. You can actually grow up poor and grow up in the slums, but if your parent actually instills you with the right mind, you'll go out into the world and do better. That's how it's supposed to be. But that's not what happens. And we find ourselves in situations like this. We find ourselves in capitalistic exploitation and generations of people serving rule and thumb under specific laws and doctrines yeah. that they didn't even implement. They didn't even want. So shout out to the people on Sydney's Island. Because realistically, if they hadn't bodied those missionaries, we kind of see where this goes. Not missionaries, that one missionary. That, that, was, that was, I ain't gonna lie, that was stupid. I'd, I'd never go to an island alone and try and converse with people. Fuck. You ain't seen no, any movie, bro? That's crazy. <laughs> Said they've been untouched by civilization for over a hundred years. I will go bring the word of God to them. And they're known to be violent. What's wrong with you? <laughs> what What's really wrong with you, fam? <laughs> like, really? What? Maybe he, I guess, in the best situation, he'd have got a Hawaii situation. America would have got another territory. Because what happens after you convert a bunch of people into the religion that your country operates on? They they, they they never talk about that part. It's just like, it's, it's, it's like paraphrasing. And this is an example, but it's almost like Chinese people buying up like land in, in the Caribbean and Africa and moving their people in. It's just like, they brought businesses to Africa. Exactly. Not for the Africans. No. <laughs> like, who is it benefiting? Is it benefiting the person that's already exploiting you? Or is it benefiting you actually as a people? And nine times out of time, nine times out of ten, it don't. It, 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 I could constantly hit you with, and this ties back to, and this ties back to, and this ties back to. This is this is the, this is the global system of like behavior that humanity has accepted. That's the best way to put it. Just like motherfuckers used to just rape and pillage like it was normal. Like, even if you were a civilized army, bro, nine times out of ten, in most ancient history, if an army ransacked the city, only one or two things happened. Either we did it peacefully because y'all was a powerful nation and we assimilated y'all, bro, or all the men got murked, all the children got murked, your women, your elderly got murked, and your women got conquered. And that's, that is cruel. That is a very cruel reality of most of human history. Well, actually not most. Like, apparently war has been a recent thing. Define war. Conflict? I mean, Conf no, no, conflict no, is like... Conflict is always... But I mean like war. Like fighting over... Millions and... I don't know. I don't agree with Because like, imagine like hunter-gatherer societies. They did fight. Yeah, they did fight. But war as we know it. I mean, there was, there was still war in hunter-gatherer societies. America's a very good example of that. And that's why like the Indian nations can pull themselves together when they try to consolidate power towards the end. They were too. They were too already broken up and scattered, and had too much bad blood to like create a unified front against the white man or the U.S. government. But that's that's literally that's literally their story. There were like fifty yeah. individual Cherokee nations or some shit, and they couldn't consolidate power, and that that that's what fucked them off. They's like we don't have a unified front to present ourselves to fight back against them, because throughout history, y'all have just kicked our shit in and took our daughters and killed us. That's what I mean. Like conflict is human. Sure. Like I, I know what you mean by war. Like conflict, but also, I mean, I, I understand. Like meeting on like conflict. grand scales of battle for yeah. like fighting, fighting battles that aren't yours. I think that's that might also extend to what you mean. Like who? 
Well, you know, I, I'll say this instead. So understand conflict has always been around as far as humans. Uh, I mean, humans have always been in conflict, but also I will say that there's also been cooperation. Like the fact that we are here, such a mass number, like if we were always in conflict, we'll never I mean, grow we st- and- We've still been always in See, I think you're thinking about it slightly differently. Like war isn't something that will wipe us out. We're not going to... F- we we we've never had a war to where we like self risk ourselves, because war sure. in it war in and of itself is self preservation. We're fighting for something. We're territorial beings that could be product of the last ice age, like we we fucking heard about. It's a competition for resources, and that's why the group of humans we are now is like that. But in the scheme of like competition for resources, is, is sentient behavior. Competition for large swaths of space is still sentient behavior. Humans are just smarter and we have more advanced ways of it. Like, there's no difference between saying, like, no, that terrible analogy I was about to make. Tiger has two, like, 200 square miles that it needs to patrol naturally. Like, naturally, they, they, it's like 200 square kilometers, which is probably like 170 ish. 180-ish, 160-ish miles, somewhere in that ballpark. But in that sense, like, it's not that, nah, like, I'm not, I I don't just meet up with tigers and we just be fighting because we just be around each other, bro. It's like he's in my territory. It's like I'm a big-ass animal. It's like I need anything, everything in this territory, I need to have kill range over it. I have to eat. There's a limited number. There's there's always going to be a limited number, number of resources in the top, Thriving species, no matter what, no matter what type of life, will always have to compete for it. That is life. Like life is competition. I believe that, and I will agree with that. Like war in the sense of war in the sense of fighting other people's battles for some shit that's inconsequential. Like millions of young men going off to fight for old men's war, and it's not even about. It's not even like some city state shit. It's not even like we must invade them in to expand our glorious empire. That's that's what Japan was doing low key. But back to the point is more on some like it's serving my ulterior motive. It's like I it's like I'm not going to improve anything. We're not taking new territory. You're going to go fight to maintain my status. Like war in that sense is definitely that's very new. That damn near came up with like the intention of like the invention of like hard tools and shit and like masonry because we started to build more advanced shit so people could consolidate that type of power to where we have to wage war on those larger scales and that's why we just sit back in drone rooms and bomb these now we don't have fully fleshed out wars and if we do it's not like even the thing with Russia and Ukraine like on a scale of real shit bro like it's a real war but massively it's not equal like Ukraine's getting help. That's not Ukraine just fighting Russia. Ukraine's being supplied with shit they can't make and would never be able to make. They would have gotten they would have gotten bodied. Well, Russia would have swamped and destroyed them within week one. Like maybe they maybe they'd have held out, but realistically, but just from a civilization standpoint, what does Russia want? We said this shit earlier. What does Putin want? To restore the Soviet Union. Glory of the, the glory of the former Soviet Union. Or, if you want to be like some conspiracy theories, to denazify Ukraine, but there's Nazis in fucking Russia, so I don't care about that. That's a lie. That's propaganda. I mean, like, there are Nazis everywhere. 
especially in Argentina. That's what. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, no, all the all the Nazis went to Latin America. No cap. And I'm not even talking about like like bro, U.S. I mean everywhere. Well, we we brought them to the U.S. We we we, we gave them niggas amnesty. It's like, hey, bro, I know you like dissected like fucking 900 people to learn why we why we died in the cold. But if you share that information with us, you can come work as a scientist for NASA. But welcome to welcome to that. Ain't no other minds like that, bro. That's the fucked up reality behind it. Where else you gonna find somebody to know this? It was like he actually knows like how hypothermia affects the human body, but we don't know this shit. Like we could save lives with this. He's already killed people. What are we gonna do? Just waste it? Oh, he was a resource. He's a resource that needed to be used. And they used it. That's why, like, I look back on a lot of America decisions, and I'm like, what can you call evil? What can you call not? Like, what can you call like? At what point is like? Like human nature is expanding. It is like that's what. The, what do you mean? What human nature is expanding, not as in like our nature is ever evolving and changing because it is that too. But no, I mean like it. We're built in, like inherently, to compete. That's what we do. We compete with each other. We wage like we fight sure. for resources. If there's not enough resources, like I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be real with you, bro. There's some kumbaya shit to think that. You, you'll be sitting there and a group of hungry people come up on you and you're just like, well, we have enough food, but we don't have enough for everybody, so we're going to give you a third of it. Those folks going to be like, bro, we are literally going to whoop all y'all ass if y'all get us the food to feed everybody. And it's like, but then we want to have food. That's y'all fucking problem. That's not even evil. That's literally just like, bro, like, no, you, we need that. We, we need that now. I mean, sure, but... I'm- I still have the stance where it's like we also have the capacity to collaborate. Smaller groups, yeah. Larger scale. I don't think humans have developed the consciousness to be able to like yeah. be together on a larger scale. Yeah. Yet. And like listen, like I'm not naive, like I'm aware of war happens, I'm aware of conflict happens, I'm aware of people fight to survive. But that can't be all that we are to compete, compete, compete. We're supposed to be above, like, evolution and Darwinism, and because that's what that like. If if you're living by that, so saying, I, saying that, I don't believe that technically. I don't believe like we're above evolution. I believe we, like, we are evolution. Like we are products. Where we are nature. I mean, yeah, we're sure. nature acting sure. right now. But, but like, what I mean is, is like, I feel like to be human, is to try at least try to rise above that. Like no other animal shows as much compassion as it. That might sound kind of. I was about to just say, don't hold elephants like that, bro. They be holding funerals for each other. Take care. So <laughs> I'm just like, I thought you'd be like, no animal, no other animal can care like that. I was like, bro, an elephant will stomp a lady out and come back and stomp yeah. her funeral out and then come back and stomp her house out. That was real. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. But apparently they tried to take the elephant. No, they took the elephant's baby. Yeah. But well, anyway, I guess I'm trying yeah. to say like we have a capacity for, you know, great evil, but also goodness. Yeah. But I think it's 
Okay, where I'm coming from is this, this uh, duality. Like it's, it's not naive to believe that. No, I think the duality of man is that our ever-expansive nature is the reason we are trying to say that we're better than this. Because, like, to a certain extent, bro, society would have stopped a long time ago if we were still along the lines of, hey, kill that nigga if you get on your nerves. If it was okay to just take a human life, bro, okay to just, like, outwardly express violence, bro, like, the majority the majority of, like, civilized countries in the world straight up don't let you do it. They're just like, look, bro, if you, you, you're not gonna be fucking Victor Von Slayer with the sword. We don't do that no more. That's not, that's not life no more. Like, that, that, that's a lifestyle change that the entire world benefits from, but obviously in some places people still get hit with that shit because they're behind or unreformed, but then it's like behind or unreformed to what comparison? Like, that's the thing. Like, yes, there's the, there, there is the, what is it? The inept, the inept, like, capacity to either be, like, extremely evil in humanity or to be extremely good, but there's still two sides of the same coin. And I guess the, the best quote for that is the road to hell is paved in good intentions. Because it's just like, hello, Native American people. Here's some blankets to stay warm during the winter, smallpox. Nine times out of ten, bro, like, a lot of, like, interactions between humans, they, don't, they didn't even know what was going on. Like, smallpox was definitely on purpose. No, that, that's a bad example. They, they, that was biological warfare. But, like, there have been, like, populations introduced to each other where they was cool, bro. And then, boom, they got a disease. And they're just like, those niggas are demons. Kill them on sight. It's like, if you see somebody, if you see them again, kill them. It's like, they came to our village and we started dying. Kill all of them. This is an act of war. It's either an act of war or it's an act of superstition, like the Sinhalese. That's one of the reasons they don't fuck with people. Because I think it was like they had a light colonizing event that really didn't do nothing. But also they had like another like type of people introduced to their island that actually spread like a fucking flu or something through it. And it killed like 60% of their population. Yeah, Centennial Island. Centennial Island. So, like, that's why they're so aggro about it. Because, like, in the, even in their, for what we would consider primitive understanding, they still understand that you bring something that we cannot stop and are not used to. It's like, you bring death, you bring disease. Whatever superstitious reason you want to assign behind that, we know we need to kill you now or you will kill us. No words exchanged. They're not here for your territory. They're not taking your food. Conflict. Even. Even when shit was all perfect, bro, motherfuckers are kill you just for not believing in their sky daddy. You forget that part of the human human life. It's just like, oh, y'all civilized, y'all got y'all y'all super straight around here. You silverware and everything. Who you worship, Allah? All right, I'll be back. Where you going? I'm gonna go get Joseph. And then Crusades. Three of them. Most of the crusades took place in, like, places that would have had similar infrastructure to, like, fucking Europe. It's like, y'all over here slaying the shit out the Turks in the Middle East. These people got society, but they're non-believers. That's, that's my point, bro. It's just like, no, no matter what, humanity finds a way because we will always have problems. This shit happened on, like, you, you see it in, like, various TV shows. Like, there's a show called The 100. Nuclear winter happened. They had to live in a bunker. Those three people, that like that group of people, tighten it throughout the entire fucking show. Nothing could ever break them. Hard, hardy ass people. When it came down time to get in that bunker, the indigenous people were like, hey, bro, 
we either gonna kill everybody here or y'all gonna let some of us in that bunker. Every faction said that. So each faction had to pick a group to send into the bunker versus one faction taking the bunker because it would have been too bloody. Because that conflict's inevitable. You can't dodge that. Because it's just like, what you mean? Like, we already about to like damn near have a war with our own group because they trying to say some of these niggas more valuable than the rest of us. But now there's groups of you and each one of them deciding who out of everybody is the most elite and special and should be left behind to do some shit. What make just the thought of it? Motherfucker point at you and just be like, no, you're staying outside. Like, there's monsters out here. Sorry, bro. Y'all, are you a doctor? No, I did. You'd be fucked up. You'd be sitting there like, so fuck me. And then you'd be a group, there'd be a group of niggas like you. You just gonna sit outside and die? No, you're not. That's not human nature. You're not going to wait for death to come to you. You're not going to wait for starvation to come to your family. War. Unless we, unless we somehow can harness the fucking, what's that suit? What's that space level shit? We become like a tier one civilization and learn how to like harness all our renewable energy and coexist with our planet at the same time with technology, bro. We fucked. Because it's not sustainable. That's why pyramid schemes like feel the way they do, bro. Fucking humanity is a pyramid scheme. Look at the niggas at the top. It's only sustainable if everybody at the bottom keeps going. As long as you peasants keep working. As long as the gears keep turning. Capitalism. I mean, shit. Capitalism or realistically just systems of governance. They need the people. They need the taxes. If the people ain't paying taxes, king not eating. King not eating. King not happy. And if the king eating, he usually happy, and the people not eating. Now, when the king eating and the people eating, that's when everybody happy. That's called a good standard of fucking living. In America right now, bro, the people not eating. Our politicians are eating. They never stopped eating. That's the problem. It's unbalanced. So, you just seen it. More protest. More violent events. More fucking controversy over the internet. Because people is letting that out. It's not even directly from stuff that would be war-causing issues. But that that's humanity. That's what we are. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Because we're using tools of great like power and success to even do this shit. It's like, bro, we wouldn't even be here arguing with each other if we hadn't invented fucking factory farming to feed millions of motherfuckers. So we did that. But now it's just like, now we got to keep doing that. I found some other way. Go once again. You gotta be that. You gotta be the one to go get your little tiny group and go live out in the woods. <laughs> nah, bro. What, what Joe Rogan do? What Joe Rogan do? Move that ass out to Texas. Nice little compound. Remember he was saying that. He's like, I love him. Just leave on living on tiny, tiny little community with all my friends. Shit don't sound the same way. Do it now. Well, I mean, it shows that he never really cared. All I can say, man was rich when it came to Fear Factor and shit. That's not rich, but compared to an average person's lifestyle, it's rich. But the fact that he's in Texas means he is only interacting with specific types of people. That's it. That's all that's happening. But we've ranted about capitalism long enough, folks. This is another episode of the Psych War Podcast. Alex, you got any last tidbits to hit the folks with? I just want to say I do have a lot of hope for the Gen Z, the Zoomer generation. 
<laughs> I said that because, you know, there seems to be a lot of us, a lot, a lot of us Gen Zers are really passionate about politics. Fuck. And really I'm aggressive. Sure technically a Gen Z. Yeah. I'm not even a fucking <laughs> millennial, but I'm a whole ass Gen Z, baby. It's not <laughs> and a lot of us see these problems in the world in a way that people, that people before us might not. Maybe millennials might see in a similar way, but we're really seeing all of these problems that are in the world and some of us might feel useless, but I don't know. At least we are the ones that are trying to do something. Being knowledgeable of it is the first thing. Yeah. That's the first thing that's really important, honestly. Is once we know it it'll take time, but it's also I'm not gonna lie, not to be that guy, but it's a crutch to also just be like the next generation will handle it. Cause they didn't. Yeah, it's also a crutch, yeah. This is why I think the Gen Zers are like a, a cruel a crucial uh generation. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Oh, that's a podcast in and of itself. But it's funny how that's the thing when you talk about like exploitation, you always do realistically just end back up on if you're not in a if you're not in like a powerful demographic, you're being exploited. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Cause that's the funniest thing. You know how like they've been showing the shit for um Starbucks, our Starbucks are using Niza. Yeah. Guess what's also record breaking for Starbucks this year? Not only profits, but also store closing. You niggas ain't got jobs now because they. Because I'm imagining they're probably gonna just catch the ones that haven't unionized yet and nip that shit right in the bud. I'm not sure you can also just do that. Like you unionize, like if they unionize the the one in Midtown, because Starbucks just actually closed that fucking location. Like it's just blow up Starbucks one two four five. You <laughs> we don't need you no more. Oh no. But thank you everybody for tuning in to another episode of the Psych Ward podcast, and welcome back to the Psych Ward. Everybody stay sane. All right, guys, take care. Nope, too late. Damn it. Okay, that's not getting edited out, though.